everybody. Welcome back to another Fly Casual. Tonight, we're doing yet another installment of Is It Better Than Star Wars? That's right. It's where we take a movie from the AFI Top 100 that ranked above Star Wars, and we say, is it, though? Tonight's contender may be a pretty good one, because if you haven't realized from the uh, sweet period music, tonight, we're talking about Schindler's List. Welcome back. It's about to get deep on another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to rankle! Yeah, no kidding. I don't know if you guys know this exactly, but... Um, Wait. I know. You're not allowed to say that. I know. No, that's I know. copyrighted. Garrett gets away with it sometimes. Well, it's, I don't it's know if you're aware. There. But, it's uh, not me. It's Tarkin. But uh, Polish Jews actually invented uh, a beat sampling. I'm surprised... You know, because I picked <laughs> that did. up. So I, you know, I had heard that. Yeah, yeah. There's not not a lot of them left in the underground Polish Jewish beat sampling scene. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. They're finally getting their due. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, you know, someone's going to take that sad John Williams song and then how he finds on YouTube that's like really catchy beat version well, of it. <laughs> I, I have to give credit to Garrick who uh, said, hey, why don't we look up a dubstep version of... It, it, we did find a dubstep version, but it may end up. We could not yeah. find the Schindler's List in the, in the dubstep <laughs> version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I spoke that. it into existence somehow. Yeah, I don't know how I did that. And then, and then the next one after that was that one. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah, if, if you search for Schindler's List, like remix, dubstep, something, you're gonna find a lot. You're of gonna find out it. There. I called mm-hmm. it Rule Thirty Nine. If there is music, there is a dubstep version. Or you said techno version. I did say techno version. Well, which is that's a, wi- a bigger umbrella, so that's good. Yes, I'm covering my bases on the claim. <laughs> correct. You are correct. How many how many internet rules are we up to now? Um, 163. I thought. I'm not sure. I never read the EULA, so hmm. not or completely the, positive. When you, you, when you first get on the internet and you have to read the internet EULA, yes, the end user license agreement of interneting. Surfing the information superhighway. Yeah. Remember that? Remember when they used to call it that? The information <laughs> superhighway. Go to www. I remember seeing like a popular science issue, and it had like it had like an actual like interstate highway drawing, <laughs> and like all the cars were like little beams of light oh, and geez. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it said the information superhighway is. Yeah. Do you ever see that old movie clip? I think it was like, I don't know, 60 Minutes or Good Morning America, where they're talking about internet. Good Morning America. Oh, like, like was that what it was? It was, they're like talking Katie about, Couric it's not the something. internet, it was like a phenomena of internet. Yeah, yeah tell me about internet. <laughs> <laughs> and then tell what me what the internet? difference is between what that and is Skynet. this internet? Yeah. It's kind of funny, though. Usually when something like that comes up I get on, on a show like that, that means the kids... Are like moving away from it, right? <laughs> yeah. but in this case, it's a big deal, it's man. Not Every, the case. Everybody was climbing on that. You've got mail train. Yeah, yeah, that's the coolest fad that I've still. I still. Of. There's got to be some kind. All of, these years oh, later, and we're still there. You know, mm-hmm. when when future aliens come and raid our our present day aliens can suck it. Well, after all, <laughs> dead and they're gone. jerks. They're yeah. gonna see all these. AOL discs and like, man, these guys were really in to Frisbee. 
The, yeah. Shiny <laughs> metal discs. Yeah. Let's say maybe it sustained them somehow. <laughs> nom, nom, I nom. Just, I, yeah. Flea bar, eat one. Yeah, can, <laughs> nom, nom, how nom. could they have made money making that many discs? Although those discs were cheap back oh, then. Oh, they so. were so cheap. Oh, and yeah. and like if you actually bent them, they were super thin. Not like a normal if you went out and bought a CD, like a piece of software, that CD would not bend. If you force it to bend more than a little bit, it would crack and break. Those AOL CDs, man, you could bend those things like a good 15, <laughs> 20 degrees. Say, they were like because they sent them in the mail constantly. Yeah, they, they had were to hold up. Paper thin. Paper thin. Oh, yeah. Not paper thin, but paper thin, guys. When like, I was working as a teenager, we just had a box of them at the counter. How do you work as a teenager? About, you know, oh, how to, I, where I do you work permit? What what job? I picked up says, a, I picked up a job working teenagers on weekends. I'm just putting yeah, a little. You work bank. teenagers? No, I'm working. Yeah, I'm working as, as a teenager. A teenager. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I was. I walked them. Now, yeah. picked up their okay. poop, walked them. Yeah, took them to I, the park, let them run around a bit. Technically, if you work at a if in the Midwest, if you work at a movie theater behind the snack counter, that counts as working as a teenager because they that. are exclusively teenagers. That was me. That's yeah. true. Until I wasn't a teenager that. anymore, and I was twenty. Yeah, they're like. But then you were just working as a teenager. Then it was like what Soylent Green, and they yeah hold you off to the you identify the processing as a center. Hey hey hey! We still call at the farm where they can run and play. <laughs> Get it right, state. <laughs> we set them up state. Yeah, right. Well, we're gonna have to get into the docket because I've watched so much stuff that I'm gonna need. To, I actually have no idea what I'm gonna pick from yet. So I got to oh get boy. you guys talking so I can ignore you and think about my own stuff. Oh, here we that's, go. That's good. So because that, uh, that means you won't talk as much when you're going to introduce. Us? Odds are did we introduce. We did not. No, know. I haven't well, done. What anything. episode is it? This is Schindler's List episode. I'm right? I'm not going to be on my game tonight, y'all. <laughs> this is three thirteen episode three thirteen. I don't know. It sounds like is that like a was that a failed Star Wars game? It's a palindrome. That's thirteen thirteen. <laughs> it's a palindrome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You know it is. Point. He's got a point. It's like every 11 episodes. It's a palindrome. It's a palindrome. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to Casual episode that. It's this. I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. Hello. How hey, you guys doing? All right. Yeah. Enjoying that. I'm Howie. That there's Cayman. Gary. You know what? Let's go. The Cayman Jack margarita in a can. Yeah. Not bad. No, these things are so Not tasty. bad. They shouldn't be. It should be awful. Hey, they have no hey, right to be. be. Hey, you know what to make it better? Smokehouse. Smokehouse. Steakhouse. Steakhouse. Smokehouse. Oh, oh! You you want me to huff some huff some uh, burn some clothes? Huff pins? some pen? Oh, jeez! Yeah. Gotta Buddy. be huffing some oh, pen. God. I'll huff some pen right now. Oh my, <laughs> oh, my lord! I don't know why we're not doing pen right now. But yeah, dude. Let's all get some. <laughs> oh man! Don't get them started. Oh, that I just smells like fresh laundry. That was no. nice too. We gotta, gotta get it. You gotta go. You gotta go a little deeper. Otherwise, you get stuck in the laundry phase, right? Oh, there you go. We're getting on to steakhouse territory. What's that? Y'all want some steakhouse? Huff some pen. No, get right. in there. Huff <sighs> some pen. <laughs> you know oh, that cool what's that hey garrick you probably know the name of this uh it's, it was an old uh, japanese trick or not trick uh, <laughs> you know japanese though they're up to their <laughs> oh yeah that way hey this is where, topical it's like yeah. world war ii propaganda yeah. <laughs> where they would burn the wood and then like scrape off it and like stain it and it looks super cool i don't know it's yeah, Garrick, you, what, what are all those woodworking huh? terms on, you know? Come on, Garrick. Uh, wood Japanese. Come on, yes. expert Japanese, Japanese culture. So know more woodworking. It's called Japanese wood burning. <laughs> Probably. That's exactly what they call it. Probably. Anyways, that's pretty cool because that's kind of Yeah, no, it starting. does. It, it brings out the tannins. Yes. You can see the tannin tannins. Bombs. Yeah, the, the, exactly. the royal tannins. Over there, talking about Japanese stuff. Howie. Hey, Garrick, how you doing? What up? 
Over there, cross pond down a few. Mentioned Gary, not Jay Hardy. <laughs> oh, I, I'm confused. I, was, I know he doesn't. No, he'll do but, that. He'll, um, he'll, what he'll call you out on woodworking terms and then just yeah. introduce you without warning. <laughs> well, it, yeah. Hey, man, how's hey. it going? Hey, I'm, here. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, despite I got, watching one of the most depressing I, movies <laughs> ever again. I got over my shot, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. So did you get the one fur or the two fur? Oh, I got, I went all in, dude. I got all of them. Garrick's <laughs> <laughs> not taking any chances. Line him up! Third, I had all three. He actually just climbed into the dumpster behind the Walgreens and flopped around <laughs> until he'd been stabbed a few hundred times. <laughs> Look. I look like a heroin addict. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. I know the term now. <laughs> Show Shuggy Bond. Okay. Thanks. There you go. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what I was going to say. Yep. But then you interrupted me. Right. See, yeah, look why would that. you do that? Look at that. Look at I can barely that. see it. Oh, Maybe beautiful. click on it and make it bigger. For you. <laughs> that's, that's what you're. Oh, Mom. Oh, that does look nice. Everything about so what you guys lovely. are doing is great. It is nice. Everybody on the internet can wood. see. Well, I know. I figured that much out <laughs> from across the table where I can't see it. Hey, Garrick, how's it going? <laughs> there you go. Still now here. you can see it. Not yeah. dead. That's good. That's I'm good to dead. know. And this is what you should do to your deck. Howie has... Did you, I, hey, you got the you got the torch, the butane torch. I do. Just bring it over. And we'll, I'm sure we'll raise no concerns with all of the RVs that are within eight feet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, it's time to talk about what is on our dockets. Docket. Derek's first. Oh, I'm first. Okay. Okay. I'll go. So uh, we're going to be disgusting. Disgusting. No. Disgusting. Yes. Yeah. Most likely going to happen. Also disgusting. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> Schindler's oh, disgusting. List, who uh, one of the stars of which is one Rafe Fines. And that's how mm-hmm. you pronounce it. It's Rafe. AKA. Did you know that? Voldemort. It's not Ralph. Not Ralph, guys. No, he's not Ralph. Don't you even say Ralph. It's spelled Ralph. Yep. It's pronounced Rafe. 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 Okay. You know and it's this. spelled Fiends, yeah. but it's pronounced Fines. Mm-hmm. Rafe Fines. Okay. Well, Rafe, learned something. Nathaniel Twistleton Wycom Fines. Yeah. You forgot uh, Wickham or Wickham. You forgot Riddle. Yeah. Me this. His last, his last name's hyphenated Twistleton <laughs> Wycom Fines. Is that funny? Whistleton. <laughs> yeah. Whistledown. It's Mrs. Whistledown. Yeah, hey, Garrett, so I, what's on your <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in the movie, and I was like, like, I guess I'll get to this, but I was very impressed with his acting in the movie. I'm yeah. like, man, I really like Ray Fiennes. He's no slouch. Like, like, it's one of the, he's one of those guys who I see in a movie. I'm like, man, that was awesome. He did great, mm-hmm. but then I never think to look up anything else he was in. Yep, you never go back and watch Quiz Show again. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I did. Uh, I looked up some of his things, and I. Found, realized there's a movie that I've been wanting to see that I haven't, and I forgot all about it. And then he's the main star in, and actually got nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, was the uh, Grand Budapest Hotel? Oh, you never watched that before. I've never seen it. Uh, I love that movie. So it's a Wes Anderson movie, and I so you, set your expectations. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's a Wes Anderson movie, and I'm. Those are hit and miss with me. Like I like some mm-hmm. of them, like Royal Tannenbaum's. I, I love. Me too. I love uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox, but some of the yeah. other ones kind of. <laughs> eh. 
Darjeeling um, Limited kind of went off the rails yeah, for you, did it? Yeah, even it? Uh, Steve Jiju, I'm not too oh, yeah. keen on. I'm okay with that. That movie was fun to watch, but it, there's nothing that draws me yeah. back to it. Yeah. So I, I watched it. I didn't. I didn't know what the movie was about. Going the in. most Wes Andersoniest <laughs> movie of all. It's it's a fantastic movie. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Like I. You know, it's like, of course, you you know, you're hit with the Wes Anderson in right yeah. away. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, here we go. Everything is symmetrical but from the jump. <laughs> Rafe finds he's his character is like one of the best characters in cinema in this mm-hmm. movie. Like mm-hmm. it's hard to describe. So the I, I guess the basic plot is uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel used to be this really, really swanky hotel. But it's like, I guess it's now the 60s or 70s. And it's kind of gone into disrepair and nobody really stays there anymore. But they flash back to when Ray Fiennes was the, uh, his character was the uh, uh, concierge of the hotel. Mm. So he's got the, he's almost effeminate a little bit British. Mm -hmm. So everyone's always accusing him of uh, being gay. And he's like, not. But his dialogue is fantastic because he just, he has this very pert, very you know proper english accent and way of speaking but then he just slips in swear words left and right yeah oh yeah and it's it's fantastic like it's It's, hard to describe it's so fluid and yet there's all this staccato like at lightning speed in it and it's just it's to me it struck me in, in a in a different way a very parallel way the same way when we saw brother where art thou where i was like whoa george clooney is fast and funny yeah, it's, like that. That was Ray Fiennes is like lightning fast. Yeah, because he's like, oh, and this and this and this. Oh, and f him in the ear and this and this. I'm like, what? <laughs> what was- <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, the movie. It's got a lot of like famous people. Like Jude Law is basically uh, he's one of the characters. Mm. Um, I can't remember what the the older guy who narrates the whole thing is, but he's been in lots of stuff. I forget the narrator. I know Alan Arkin was in it. I remember that. It's been a while. since. Yeah. It's got cameos from, uh, I think Owen Wilson, I think. And, uh, uh, Bill Murray's in it, uh, for like a brief second, but wasn't Luke, wasn't Luke Wilson. One of the, like the people in the, in the, the modern quote unquote. Yeah. I might've missed that, but it's been a while. Like I said, like all the Wes Anderson people show up in this movie. I think. But uh, yeah, it's it's a great movie, and I'm glad I finally got a chance to watch it. Yeah, that's my problem is that not that many people saw that movie, <laughs> and I, I remember watching it, and I was going into it because I was a big Wes Anderson movie. I got burnt, and then I was so I was watching it cautiously. I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it watch at home, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I need someone here watching this with me because this <laughs> movie's incredible, and no one's gonna believe me. Yeah, it's yeah. it's probably. My favorite Wes Anderson movie mm-hmm. right now, I think. Yeah, I, that's, it's a contender. Absolutely. Yeah, which is crazy since I just watched it like this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That movie is crazy weird with all the goofy animations and stuff and like yeah. the little bumpers and stuff, uh, like people going up elevators and they like how it's all like paper <laughs> animation. Oh, yeah, so. it's very Wes Anderson stylized, which it works very well for this movie. Oh, yeah. It was the perfect script for his style to be amplified through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Cool. Cool. Howie. It's me. Rock it. Well, a couple weeks ago, I enjoyed a, a film that had Mila Jojovich or Jovovich 
Yes. Were, and there, were there undead people in it? No. Whoa. But there were monsters. Aha. Monsters. And, and they and they were hunters. Were there zombies? It was called Monster Hunter. Oh. They did a Monster Hunter movie? Like the yeah, video game? back in 2020. I did not realize they made a monster. I'm assuming Whoa. it's loosely affiliated with the video game series. Uh, I believe so. Because Mila Jovovich is in it. So, you know, yeah, resume. Right. Kind right, of right, right, right. So it's pretty, pretty, uh, it's pretty entertaining. It get, gets right to it. She's actually a military person leading the squad out, and they get zapped to another dimension, basically. Yeah, there you go. Sweet. Where there's monsters, and she's the only one who survives, but only by the skin of her teeth, because of this other dude who's there, who's been surviving, helps her out, like the rest of her squad dies. So it's like yeah. her and this other dude that have to defeat this big monster. Nice. To get free. Yep. No, they're and hunting the monster. It's pretty, uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty cut and dry. Sci-fi monster hunter. You tell me, Mila Jovovich is in sci-fi, and I'm like, yep. I, I pretty much know what uh, to fifth expect. Element. Yeah, so it it's pretty entertaining. Uh, if you like just the you know classic monster sci-fi, Mila kicking some tail. Yeah, Mila. Yeah, uh, you know <laughs> you're like gonna that. enjoy this. Mila. And they've definitely oh, set it up oh. for multiple so as <laughs> you would expect <laughs> uh it's a bold move Kyle. doesn't cost that much these days to crank these out <laughs> was it mostly cgi yeah. um you know there was there was obviously some C- cgi the monster itself had to be um uh, there may have been some practical close-ups hmm. uh but um but they did a pretty good job i mean it I, I, there wasn't a point where I'm like, oh, that was just terrible. That was low budget kind of a thing. Right. So, um, I mean, this, I'm on IMDb page right now. And it's only got a 5.3 out of 10, but that's kind of what I would expect from this type of film. Sure. Because, you know, there's, the story doesn't have much depth. <laughs> it doesn't need to. If it did, I would be offended. So <laughs> yeah. It would be just trying too hard. Yeah, so I mean, if you like the Resident Evil stuff and and you want to kind of take a turn into something a little different, but you know, similar, vein, but not too different, <laughs> not too different, we're not fighting undead people. Uh, then give it a go. There you go. Well, I'm gonna go next because I think that parlays nicely into what I've chosen. Did you watch Monster Hunter 2? No, but I watched so much dang stuff, you guys. I have been watching a lot of, lot of, lot of TV and movies, uh, but... Oh, by the way, Ron Perlman is in Monster Hunter. I'm in. Yep, got me. You got me with Chin Man. (laughs) Is Ray Fiennes in it? In spirit. So... (laughs) I'm in. He's the monster. Um, (laughs) Oh, it makes sense. He's always the bad guy. Yeah. I, uh, uh, speaking of video game movies, I watched the new... Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. I have yet to watch this, and it's on my to-do docket. I uh, I think my favorite part of the movie was when they actually started playing the theme from the old movie <laughs> at the very end. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was such a hype moment. It wasn't the very very end. Like it wasn't when the credits rolled. Yeah. It was like it was, but the, a thing happened that was like very much like oh yeah. They and they re- start playing remastered that. it a bit. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was completely not the same techno version. That was also awesome back then. I remember when I saw the first Mortal Kombat movie and I, uh, I bought the soundtrack and I played the song for my sister and she wanted to borrow it because the she liked it so much that she wanted her cheerleading squad to do like a routine to that song. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. I was like, yeah, I guess I helped with that. But um, I've always been a Mortal Kombat fan. I have the Mortal Kombat arcade one-up machine. You know, I've owned Bing. every Mortal Kombat game except uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, what was it? Anthologies? What was it called? The Sub-Zero one. Annihilation. No, 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 no. I own that. No, there was a game that I did. One Mortal Kombat three. game that I did not own. No, I own, I own one, two, three, and four. 18. I own all of them except for there were. There was two that were spinoffs. One was Shaolin Monks, which I did own. Was there the other a side-scroller one, one? Yeah, the side-scroller one's the one I'm talking about. I think it was called, like, I can't remember if it was, like, Mortal Kombat Anthology. Side-scroller. It was, sub, it was Sub-Zero game. I didn't own that one. Was it called Mythology Sub-Zero? Mythologies, thank you. Yes, <laughs> that's the one. Uh, so, I'm a huge Mortal the Kombat Star fan. Story. I love the old movies. The second one was pretty terrible, and I still love it, even though I admit, it, awful. <laughs> I admit so it is bad. absolute trash. I still love it. Uh, but this movie, uh, this new one, was, uh, let's I'd say, a more serious effort. <laughs> At the beginning. <laughs> At the beginning. More serious effort? Effort. Think? Yeah, it was one serious effort, bro. Ah. It, it, wow. I don't, it's pretty much, I'm going to just say it. It's terrible, and I like it a lot. I mean, <laughs> it's just like the old it. ones. I don't feel like it's that different. I mean, it's not really. It's all fan service. One hundred percent of the movie is fan service. But the funny thing is, but there's fan service is bad. You're the, not supposed the, to like fans. Did, yeah, did they subvert your expectations? They did because the main character is not a Mortal Kombat character. They created a new one. Uh, called Cole, who was like a descendant of Sub Zero or pretty, a descendant of Scorpion. Hey, Garrick, just to inform you, I'm pretty sure this whole mythos is made up. Mm. <laughs> Except for Cole. Mm. Except for Cole. Except for Cole. He's the real one. <laughs> um, but, and I mean, that character was all right. It was weird because the whole thing, the whole arc they took this time was the fighters are like pre chosen. You're like born with this Mortal Kombat birthmark. Or, or you, if you kill somebody that has it, then you, you take it on. It like appears on you and you have uh, what they call arcana. Yeah. Like you have some kind of magic that you have that you can then unlock in you. You have to discover it. You have to that was kind of, yeah, more or less. And that was kind of new, but it wasn't so outside the realm of total possibility, you know, from the old stuff that I was like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I mean, we are talking about Mortal Kombat. As Mortal Kombat. I'm not going to like, no, hold on a second. That's not proper Elvish. <laughs> Is um, this scanning? <laughs> so but i mean all the all the other trappings were there. i mean you got scorpion you got sub-zero you got Liu kang you got kung lao kano baby kano <laughs> sonya raiden luke oh sorry i started doing the song again um but yeah like raiden and all the melina melina or was it uh, no not goro katana katana was not in it wait which um, one's which i forget which one melina the is the one she's the she's the pink one she's the evil one okay she's the one that's like part dragon or whatever she's got that nasty mouth full of teeth mm. she's reptile the one that had, was in it kind yeah of. reptile was in there briefly <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there was like there was a lot of stuff but they mixed it up because instead of being about the tournament this movie was a prequel 
to the tournament. It's before yeah. the tournament. The whole movie takes place before the tournament starts. The, the whole title of the movie is a lie. There's never a Mortal Kombat. Yeah, a Mortal <laughs> Kombat. They talk about it. Spoiler they talk alert. about the Does previous. Anybody die? You know the the whole the whole story, like the one sentence elevator pitch Mortal Kombat. No, I, there's. A, I'm not into Mortal. There's Kombat, a spiritual. So there's this tournament. Tournament between the different realms and dimensions, and if one wins, if one wins ten, they earn the rights to invade the others. And at this point, Outworlds won nine in a row, and Earthrealm is lost. And so this, we're on the tenth one. So it's it's do or die, and uh, you don't even get to the tournament because basically this is all just uh, Shang Tsung, Shang Tsung uh, trying to murder everybody before the tournament starts. Because <laughs> there's no law against that. <laughs> yeah, so. There is, but. Yeah, <laughs> there is and there isn't. It, there's, it's Nobody's a gray area. It. You gotta understand about Mortal Kombat. The Elder Gods are very lazy. They don't like to have to adjudicate anything. <laughs> so, and that's actually something that's mentioned in the movie. It's something that's mentioned in the games. The Elder Gods are lazy. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was really. It was. It was pretty good. I mean, they basically made it less cartoony, but didn't feel like they had to make it like super grounded at all, at all, at all. But I don't know. That first part uh, was, fun. was fantastic. I'm like, oh, oh this is oh, going to be an awesome movie. Yeah, if you've like, ever seen the anime short about Sub-Zero attacking Scorpion and his family, this opening sequence of this movie is the cinematic version of it. They did that. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as violent as the as the anime. Not really quite, but I mean, it's I mean, it, it's heart pounding. Like that, they could have made a whole movie out of just that. And thing is, you might get something more like that because the dude who plays Sub Zero, his deal was for five films. Oh man, talk about bold. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't know, so you might as well sign somebody, right? Get them, yeah. get them ground out. So, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna make enough movie off streaming this thing on HBO Max or not. I, I, but I really hope we get another one. You know, movies don't have to be perfect anymore. You're not competing for the box office. You're just competing to well, get the dollars. You know, they're they're learning, hopefully, learning how to make good movies at a cheaper price. Yeah, the CG was fine in this movie. It was yeah. fine, not perfect. Fine. I was entertained the entire time. So yes, I'm like, I know it's terrible. It's a the plot's terrible. The characters are dumb, but I was still entertained all the way through, and that's a win for me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fatality. Yeah. Kano is cracking me up. Yeah. Best best fatality in the movie, Garrick. Oh, jeez. Oh my god. They're oh, they're straight from the game. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think uh Liu Kang's uh The Fire, Fire Dragon was pretty sweet. See, no, it looked you're wrong. Cool you're wrong. In the movie. Unfortunately, you're wrong. I know. I know. Because Kung I, I Lao cool. Kung Lao oh, yeah, that's right. was the best one. <laughs> Oh that man! Was great. Takes his hat, throws it down into the ground, spinning like a table saw, and just drives her right across it, <laughs> splits her in half. Beautiful, lengthwise. Yep, head head from from step to stem to stern, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she shipped. Yeah, so there there were two of her after that. Okay, that was pretty cool. That was perfect. <laughs> so it was a fun movie, fun time. Mike. Well, um, I. Not watch nearly as much TV as you, but I have started a couple of things. Ooh, listen so. to this guy. So I'm not some stupid crybaby nerd like you guys, but I am <laughs> into rock bands. 
You sound like my wife. <laughs> I have to say one thing, and she's like, well, this is my interpretation of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never as flattering. <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm on the Ray Fiennes um, bandwagon right now, too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So now this was unintentional because I didn't realize we were going to do Schindler's List. But uh, um, I actually, in light of our Silence of the Lambs episode... Went back and decided to watch. I wanted to do a head-to-head comparison of um, Manhunter and Red Dragon. Yeah, because Red Dragon's the remake. Yeah. of um, of that. So for just a quick recap of what that is, Manhunter is actually uh, the prequel to Silence of the Lambs. Um, or actually, I think Red Dragon is the name of the book. Yeah, they they renamed the movie Manhunter. So, yep. but Manhunter was made in like '86, and it starred William Peterson in the the title role and. Uh, Red Dragon has um, Ed Norton in the title role and has, of course... As the Red Dragon. Uh, no. Well, it's the no. title role, so his, he plays the Red Dragon. Well, no, no, no. no. <laughs> you just said. No, Ray Fiennes actually would be the Red Dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah. In, in the remake of the Red Dragon. So, Who's Hannibal um, Lecter? Um, Hannibal Lecter in the first, <laughs> in the original film, was um, Brian Cox, um, who you may know from <laughs> Super Troopers. That's what I always remember yep. from. <laughs> But uh, no, of course, Anthony Hopkins in The Red Dragon. So that, that, that was the whole purpose of doing yeah. the Red Dragon prequels to have Anthony Hopkins in there so they could have some continuity. Did they young him up or did they just pretend they just ignore the fact that it's they just cool. ignored it? They, some of all no, fears did. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Because, gotcha. yeah, the, I don't think they even tried. So, gotcha. yeah. And which was fine. It's not a big deal. Well, I mean, you know, when you eat a bunch of people, you, get, you start to look younger. Actually. <laughs> you get the shakes. I learned that from Book of Eli. Yeah. Edward Norton plays the guy who's in the TV show, the main guy in the TV show, Hannibal. Will, uh, something Grant, Will Graham? Yeah, Will Graham is the, yeah, he's the FBI guy that actually is, he's responsible for um, actually apprehending um, Hannibal Lecter initially. Uh So that's why he's in jail when Clarice goes to visit him. So, because of the Edward Norton character. Anyway, so, um, I, the head-to-head comparison, Manhunter is much more of an art film. It's more cinematic, and uh, there's a lot more time taken to construct scenes and, and cinematography, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, dialogue isn't particularly great. The acting is okay um, in the original, but um, it's more artsy presentation than Red Dragon. Red Dragon's more of a, just kind of a straight-on tell-a-story. Mm-hmm. This is 2002. Um, <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, 9-11 happened. And they, they, the one, <laughs> the one big difference that I've noticed so far, um, I'm not all the way through Red Dragon yet, is um, they actually added in the scene where Ed Norton actually apprehends Hannibal Lecter at the beginning. Oh, so really? In the original Manhunter, there was it, it just started with Hannibal Lecter in jail. Okay. So, um, so I guess that was interesting to see that confrontation and how that went down. But uh, so, yeah, interesting. And uh, um, the other thing that I've started not very far in is uh, Resident Alien. I decided to uh, yeah, <laughs> Mike's in. double dipping again. I am yeah. double no, dipping. it's okay. Resident Alien needs a double dip. <laughs> um, uh, I recently listened to uh, Alan Tudyk on uh, oh, what's his nuts? Um, um Hardwick, um, yeah, Rogan. Hardwick, Hardwick. Okay, yeah. So, which by the way, Hardwick's podcasts are hard to listen to anymore. i stopped a long i time hate ago. i hate to say that because he's had so many great guests over oh i know i used to love his podcast but i just but got so tired of him just, kissing everything's ass well not only kissing everything's ass he hijacks every conversation oh yeah yeah and and, to, and makes it his own like you know the his guest is sitting there making a point about something he jumps in and starts just 
I had pontificating on whatever they're they're talking about. I'm yeah. like, okay, so that's shut how up. you can tell he's a real I want, nerd. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or in Rogan's case, that he knows a lot about drugs. <laughs> right. Does he know a lot about? You ever done ayahuasca? So anyway, that got me um, wanting to, because I remember you guys had mentioned this, and uh, I've only watched the first couple episodes, but um, yeah, man, very, very funny. It's very engaging. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. Can I trust I, you oh, on you this? Haven't, you haven't seen it? No, Garrick's, oh, okay. Garrick's weird as hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's I like I said, I'm not very far in, so I don't know how the whole season's going to okay. shake out, but um, the first couple episodes really kind of sucked me in. I'm, I I want to watch more. Okay. So, um, it's it, the whole idea is that <laughs> Alan, the Alan Tudyk character um, is actually an alien who has come to Earth to um, annihilate all of mankind, mm-hmm. and um, in his pursuit to do that, his ship crash landed, and uh, he had a confrontation with a human and basically killed the human, which would be the Alan Tudyk, and took his form. Gotcha. And uh, now he has to until he can figure out how to get his bomb retrieved from. Um, the bottom of this lake, he's got to kind of fit in, and uh, <laughs> doesn't the doesn't uh, the Jim Henson Company have a similar concept show? But it's a talk show, and the alien was supposed to come take over the earth, but decided he wanted to be a talk show host. I <laughs> yeah, have no idea. I watched what a few is. episodes of that. It's ridiculous. It looked really bad. <laughs> like it's, the effects looked amazing, but it looked not funny at it's all. It's kind of funny, but uh, it's mostly oof. not funny. Harsh. So anyway, I'll have to report back once I get further into that. But uh, all right, yeah, maybe you'll yeah. triple dip that time. Who knows? I bet when yeah. you get to when Linda Linda Hamilton shows up, you'll, you'll oh, be tripping balls. Spoiling. Really, really. This is a little tease for you. A little taste. Thanks, man. Now I'm really a little in. LH. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Do we have any news? No news. No news is yep. good news. That means time for pork mouth break. Pockets. Are you kidding me? Entertainment news sucks balls. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know this, but originally director Steven Spielberg did not finish his college degree. Oh. oh. So later on, he decided he wanted to wrap it up, but he had to get some more credit. So he submitted all of his works to his classes under a pseudonym until it was time to turn in the student film project. In which case, for his student film, he submitted Schindler's List. What? <laughs> what? What did what did he get? What grade? <laughs> a seven a minus. Oscars. A he got minus. seven Oscars. That's what he got. An A minus. He got all the accolades. He was actually he was actually working on it while he was finishing that up. So he legitimately I mean, was able to submit it how, as a student. Schindler's List is a student film. How, you didn't know that, did you? No, how in the world not. can you grade? Him. Like, I mean, how could you well, grade him? Th- that's and a not- funny. How about would it be great if the professor didn't actually know it was him until they got the student film? <laughs> like, oh, great. Butts McGee's uh, submitting wait, wait. Schindler's wait List. As oh. well. Real funny. Wait, there's a letter attached. Har, har, har. FYI, this is Oh, Steven my God. <laughs> Steven Spielberg was Butts McGee this whole time? I can't believe it. Oh, my God. I I graded him so fairly. What have I done? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So lay it out for us, Garrick. Where are we on the AFI Top 100? Well, I'll tell you where we're at. We're almost done, right? Almost done. We're we're in the single digits now. We're almost halfway. So Star Wars... Just to back up, Star Wars is number 15 on the original yes, list. Correct. Yes. And we've done Some Like It Hot, which yeah, is good. Good movie. Bridge on the River Kwai. Mm-hmm. Good movie. Okay. Good movie. Yeah. Sunset <laughs> Boulevard. Yeah. Good movie. Really good Great movie. movie. It's a Wonderful Life. 
Good movie. Great Good. movie. Mm-hmm. Singing in the Rain. It's and all right. Probably the <laughs> worst movie on this list, in my opinion. So far, so far yeah. So far. I think that's and pretty And now fair. we're at number nine. Schindler's. Schindler's List. List. So this one has clearly bumped uh, Singing in the Rain for worst movie on this list, right, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Clearly. I I don't think you're allowed to say that. Okay. It has bumped Singing in the Rain for a movie that made me feel worse after watching it. (laughs) For different reasons. For different reasons. I don't know. You're you're right. It's close. (laughs) (laughs) Just to add this in before we start the discussion, this may be the inaugural episode of What Hasn't Mike Seen? Yes, oh. I have. I had not. Hey, we seen... don't have the theme music worked up for that. <laughs> oh yet. no, I'm working on that. All right. Anyway, Mikey likes I, it. I uh, saw this movie for the first time today. Wow, today for the first time today. Yep. Dropped the kids off at school. <laughs> so you had a pool. crap. Uh, jumped back <laughs> in kids bed. Kids off at the pool. <laughs> jumped back in bed and uh, turned on the TV and let her rip. <laughs> I don't know. Is <laughs> watching Schindler's day? List kicked off my day? Is with Schindler's, Schindler's List, List is it a good idea to sit in bed and watch? Yeah, Schindler's like did List? you have like a bowl of bonbons on your chest? Or <laughs> okay. What? Did you have a bottle of wine? Do you have okay. a cigarette with so, your curlers in? So I uh, is it a shortcut Terry cloth? I fully okay. So I I've got to no, say, don't sell Mike short. I guarantee you, he owns a Terry cloth robe. <laughs> oh, absolutely, Mike. Do you more own a Terry one. cloth robe? Uh, I own a robe. I don't know, I don't know that it's, it's Terry. It's cloth. more more of a velour. <laughs> <laughs> His smoking jacket. That's <laughs> yeah. my smoking jacket. That's right. Um, no, I fully. Okay, so my impression of this film going into it, knowing nothing about, almost nothing about it. Of course, I know Wait, you the, don't I know, know about World War II. I know the general story. So there's of Schindler's a movie List. called Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> okay, I know this general. Oh, you know that there was this German dude, and he saved a bunch of Jews. That's about all I knew. Okay, going into this. Okay, so what was my name? impressions? Oscar. <laughs> Oscar. Oscar. Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, Qui Gon Jinn is his name. Throat punch okay. the man. So going into oh, this yeah. film, my full expectation. I thought I was gonna fall asleep. That's why I was laying in bed. Oh, because because <laughs> it's three hours I, long. I fully it's, it's three hours long, and I fully expected this film to be more of a biopic kind of, just more. You know, let's you just no show idea. the horrors of you war kind no of thing. Idea. Nope. Oh, my gentle Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as Mike saw all the dongs, he sat bolt right upright and was captured. <laughs> well, that was another reason he chose the bed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wait, wait. We're already over the line we worried about. We found it. We dashed across it. Already there. Yep, you guys already were worried there. about drinking. <laughs> no, Howie, go get us a couple more margaritas. <laughs> Don't drink during the Schindler's List. I know. Episode. I shouldn't have started earlier. <laughs> I'm not even close to drunk, but it's loosened my lips. That's a like that episode of Seinfeld. Was it Elaine that was making out during Schindler's List or something? Oh my God! <laughs> characters no. and they oh, be surprised. I've never seen it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, no, I to say I was pleasantly surprised is the understatement of the millennia. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's a pretty captivating film. I had yeah no clue. I that saw it, was it that good. Way too no young. clue. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it came out in ninety three, so that's just ninety three. Right, it came out ninety three. I saw it renting it from Blockbuster when we were on vacation, and I don't know why. That's how you want to spend a vacation. <laughs> I don't know why Blockbuster rented it to me because it's rated R, but and I was I think. 14 or 15. As someone who previously nice. worked at Blockbuster, I can tell you that officially we didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched that movie and it you got money? scarred sure. me Go so bad. I didn't watch it again until this week. 
Oh, wow. Really? I yeah. also I, only saw it when I, I didn't rent it from Blockbuster and, you know, be like, oh, I'm going to lug the these two two cassettes home, <laughs> rubber banded together. Um, I saw it very, very close to when it came out. So probably around the same time. But I think I actually saw it at school. I think they got permission slips. You know, I was oh, wow. I was yeah. in the advanced program because back then <laughs> I cared about achievement. Um, so uh, I think, yeah, they're like we had like a like a little club or I don't remember. I really don't remember, but they, we got permission slips and we watched it and I was just like, what? <laughs> and I have not watched it since then. Really? Until today. Oh, wow. Okay. So mm-hmm. this is kind of fresh for all of us. <laughs> I don't know. Howie, have you watched it again at all ever? I've watched it. Yes. <laughs> you did not watch it today though. Uh, no, not today. Okay. When, when was the last time you watched Schindler's list? It's been uh, in the years, Mark's. The years marks, the marks not to be years. confused with Reich's marks. marks. Of the years. Yeah, no, I was, like, I was actually planning on watching it this week, but uh, life had other plans. Life got in the way. Life, uh, I was actually way. quite disappointed because I was looking forward to it because I knew I was going to have because I watched it when I was younger too. I, I was older, I think, than older you guys. Person, but yeah, um, so I, I, th- I think I enjoyed it a lot more than you guys did on your first go around. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I was just yeah, more captivated it, than enjoyment, really. Yeah, and uh, so I was looking forward to having this perspective, you know, right. at uh, at my age. So I'm still planning on watching it, um, but I'm really sad that I didn't get to <laughs> before this episode. That's all right. We'll discuss the entire film in detail for you. <laughs> yeah. All three hours. Well, you're not going to give anything away. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> World War Holocaust. Two. A lot of yeah. cray, terrible stuff happened. Yes, and, indeed, you do. Yeah, and that's what this movie's about. Yeah, I forgot what the plot was. Like, I'm with Mike. Like, I watched it, and I still the only things I remember were, um, at the end, Schindler breaking down, and then yes. the, the uh, shower scene, uh, and I, everything prior to that. I had forgotten the shower scene, and when I watched that today, I had to stop what I was doing because, like, I was like, "This might be one of the most perfectly created suspense scenes in movie history." Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and and because I I think when I was younger, maybe I didn't pick up on the conversation happening in the barracks earlier, where the girls were talking about how they'd heard right. from a, someone who had right. heard from someone who had been where they were getting gassed in mm-hmm. pretend showers. Right. And and none of them believed it. And that was such a powerful scene. Like, they would never do that to us. We're too valuable. We're their workforce. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is like, they treat us horribly, but we're too valuable. So we're fine. And yeah. it's like, oh, my gosh. And what builds to that tension, like, there's like half an hour that builds up to that. Uh, yes. Where they're on the train and they're they're thinking they're going to Schindler's che- factory. Yeah, they think they're going to Czechoslovakia. Which is basically like Schindler uh, pre- basically purchases the uh, Jewish people to work in his factory where they you know, don't do anything. He's just basically, he's saving them from being killed. <laughs> yeah. So they're on the train and like talking about how awesome things are like, Oh, I can't wait till we taste caviar again. And they see yeah. a little kid, a uh, little German boy, I, I assume mm-hmm. like playing in the snow and he looks up and he does the finger does across the, the throat the, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's like, this little kid's like, you're all going to die. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a like, little kid and I'm cool with that. So like that, I'm like, Germany. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah, in reality, they're on their way to Auschwitz. Yep. 
and they get taken out, they get their hair cut, and they get shoved naked into this big, massive shower. The lights go out, they start screaming, and then so painfully slowly, the water starts water coming starts through the spigots coming, yeah. one at a time. And here you have all these women who just had all their hair cut. They're in Auschwitz. They're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be in Czechoslovakia. No one cares. Their hair, you know, and they're all huddled together naked, and they're laughing and yeah. happy because yeah. they're being showered in this horrible group shower thing but because they all were convinced they were about to die mm -hmm. they thought they were being guessed like they had heard of before. i mean that wow, was such a, a scene. powerful scene just mm -hmm. not not just how it was crafted but i mean just how it portrayed i mean just humanity you know yeah. i mean because you're right i mean here you're going from thinking that you're gonna die and then you know suddenly you're laughing even in these horrific you know, it's almost, it's like the resiliency of the human spirit. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. You know, that's, oh yeah. <laughs> this, that's mm -hmm. one thing where like, you know, and I'll bag on Spielberg for saving private Ryan all day long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will, I will take that movie apart left and right. But when it comes to this film, I didn't think I was going to be as into it as I was. I know it's a great film. I remember it being a great film, mm -hmm. but I was really, really into it. Because one thing that he does that I feel like all other things that have, you know, all other entertainment media that have come in around the Holocaust that failed to do. Because, I mean, okay, perfect example. The episode of Band of Brothers when they come across the uh, the the one in Krakow. I think that's where they were. I, no, I don't remember where they were. Either way. Dachau? Krakow. So one of them. Well, they're, make a list. Um, you've never seen Band of Brothers? Shut your mouth. I found oh, a list sorry. of things Mike's never seen. Okay. No, 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 no. talking about Band of Brothers. No, uh, Band of Brothers, they come across it, and you see these, like, these are the dudes that are left after they killed as many people and, you know, didn't ran out of bullets, and so the Germans had to flee, and they're all they're all miserable and diseased and stuff, and we you, you see that a lot. What this movie does is open you up to what you're talking about, that resilience of the human spirit. You get, it's a roller coaster. It's not mm -hmm. one thing all the time. Right. It's not, yeah. they're going to kill us. So I might get killed today. And right. in that intensity, it's literally like the celebration of we didn't die. Right. And well, then yeah, back down to the we might die. And oh, well, that's the interesting thing because when you look at it from a more of an American's perspective about the war, we didn't know any of that was right. going on until like the very end. Mm -hmm. So we, that's all, you know, those guys. At least we did not widely know. Well, right. Some would say a lot of the people at the top didn't even really know until close to the end. So you, they got, you know, the that, like, uh, Band of Brothers episode where it's yeah. like that type of thing where yeah. you didn't have that. Where they're literally like, what the heck did we stumble yeah. onto? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, but there was, I mean, how long was... Hitler doing all this six years yeah I mean it, or something it was, well but it was but I I like how this movie portrayed that because I mean instead of showing trying to do this macro version of all of that right I mean they focus in on this one story That's, that was the right way and, to do it and, right because you can see handful, it on the street level a handful of recognizable ancillary characters mm -hmm. right. like the ones you see at the end right before the credits roll right. with the actors and mm -hmm. stuff they had a handful of ancillary characters that you didn't even really know the name of watching the movie. Correct, right. But they were unique enough looking that mm -hmm. you could, oh, it's that right. guy. Oh, it's, right. oh, look, the two of them are on screen together. And they have, you know, and, uh, and, and that was really uh, a really effective tool because you actually Very went effective. through what, you, you follow them through what they're going through, mm -hmm. even though the movie centerpiece is really, you know, Oscar and, uh, and uh, Ben Kingsley's character that I can't mm -hmm. remember the name of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And Ray Fiennes. In a total and dick. also Ray Fine, yeah. What a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he he kind of he kind of 
got less dickish a little. <laughs> One or two scenes, but yeah. Yeah. Um, should we just give it like kind of a broad brushstroke? Yeah. Kind of, yeah, we definitely kind should. of what this do. I mean, so basically the, the story starts and first you have to tell our listeners what the Holocaust was. <laughs> oh, no. No. I mean, we start in the mid 30s. Right. So this man, Oscar Schindler, has moved to this town and he is he's one a, enterprising he's Nazi. A, yeah. Enterprising guy. And he's he's you know, he's basically left his hometown and he's you know going to find his way in the world and he's going to start a business. And yeah, and uh, he's just very slick at it and goes in there and, and starts the business right up and you know he immediately sees the opportunity for the war it's like okay it's not it's not very uh it's not very lucrative sounding but they're gonna need a lot of pots and pans right yeah so (laughs) i'm gonna make enamel pots which no one's talking about making enamel pots for the war effort but guess what they're gonna need a crap ton of Yep. yep And yeah, and he just he just sees every everything that's happening around him. He evaluates it and figure, okay, how can I exploit this? Right, and so like the, literally took, going to the church, talk yes. under to the black market guys <laughs> yeah. who meet in church, so <laughs> right. no one can hear him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's perfect. He's, he's and, smoothing um, with all the the Nazi higher ups. Yeah, like, yeah. like almost right like, away. That that beginning mm. scene, like I don't remember that from watching it first time. But like, oh man, Me this is brilliant. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, he's just working the room. And you don't know why at first. It's like, oh, because he, yep. they all have pictures of him on their desk. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's got a photographer a there taking pictures mm-hmm. and yeah. doing all this stuff. And yeah, and then next thing you know, he's putting together gift baskets for these guys and puts their picture oh, together. All the way down to like the girls dancing on the little floor act and, all, and the German officers are getting so excited and he's <laughs> watching them and he leans over and he whispers to the maitre d' and then suddenly it's a couple hours later and the girl, the dancing girls are there with them at the table enjoying <laughs> drinks with them. You're like, yeah. oh, this guy's smooth He just hell. comes in with a wad of cash and it ends up the night just rubbing elbows with like the German army higher mm. up. <laughs> Like, so basically, he's friends. he's establishes himself as an important person in at lightning speed. Lightning he gives speed. no one right. an opportunity to even question his motives. Right. Which at this point, his motives, as far as we know, just making money. Yeah, it's yeah. No one right. even questions it because as soon as they start to, you know, because everybody back then, you know, in th- the way we understand it, that people were very uh, apprehensive about people they didn't know and stuff like that. That's kind of the the culture that you know that the Nazi Party. Uh, you know, propagated. But as soon as they start to question him, he's just he's just literally drowning them in gifts and things like that so quickly that they can't help but love the guy. Right, right, yeah. Um. So anyway, so he starts putting together their workforce, you know, and they're at this point they're starting to separate the Jews and put them in the ghettos and mm. you know separate them into the you know the people that can work and the people that can that type of thing. And he starts to exploit that. And, yeah, he's uh, like, hey, it's cheap slave labor. He um, finds the Ben Kingsley character as Stern is, is yeah. his name, and um, you know, hey, you're you're an accountant. You're going to help me put this business together. He yep. goes like, I'm not a numbers guy. You're you're going to do the work. I'm going to go out and do the schmoozing. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and that's uh, literally like like. And of course, Ben Kingsley's character is in this great position where he's already been subjugated. Yeah. So he was a business owner and stuff like that. But he's already been subjugated, so he's a realist. Right. So here's this here's this slick Willie going. Oh, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. And he, but in his mind, like I'm a Jew. I'm going to get screwed. I've already been screwed. Right. He's not saying any of this right. because he's he's way too in control of himself. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you yeah. Know? Like this at this point, Schindler's almost uh, a little bit villainish because he yes yes he yeah. talks Ben Kingsley's characters like uh, rich friends because they've been all moved to the ghetto even though they've owned business but, but I guess they have uh, cash stashed away. Like if they give me a fronting for this business, I'll just give them like eggs and stuff that they can trade on the black market because they didn't let Jews buy anything. They couldn't. Yeah. And Jews weren't allowed to own businesses because of what Article 6 of whatever. 
So he basically cons uh, those guys into giving him all their money and he gives them like just sundry things. Basic stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but the funny thing is, he's not wrong. He's not. They, and can't, that's the they thing. can't spend their money. Right. There's nothing they right. can do with it. So give right. it to me and I'll give you stuff you need. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually, yeah. I mean, he's making the ghettos livable for a mm-hmm. lot of these people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very Bare- interesting. Barely, but yes. Barely. Yeah. Right. I mean, I love the conversation around the burning, the, the burn barrel in the streets where it's all of the, a mixture of different, of, of Jewish people, Polish Jews of different uh, status. And they're all standing around and there's a burn barrel just to keep warm and they're talking and they're literally saying, when's the last time we all just stopped and talked like this? Like they're sitting yeah. there going, ah, oh, the ghetto's not so bad. It is. It, they're trying, they're doing that. It's, it's part of like that Jewish culture Again, thing where well, it's like, ah, oh, it could be worse, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's an amazing scene because they're looking on the bright side. Well, again, it, it goes to that, uh, the insight, whoever, the, the, the guy that wrote the book and the screenplay, these guys are brilliant because mm. I mean, that scene that you're talking about is, yes, it's horrific. These guys have just, everything's been taken from them. Yeah. They're putting these these ghettos Literally and all Literally walked out and of And here's houses, guys yeah. talk freezing, you know, talking around the, the barrel fire looking on, and yeah. looking on the bright side. Yeah, like, hey, I man, mean, this is uh, this kind of nice standing around talking. <laughs> you're I mean, just like, just, oh, God bless all of you. Uh, there, there's so many scenes in this movie. Like yes. Oh, I mean, it's... It, uh, it, and uh, I, some people criticize Spielberg for Hollywoodizing the story, but in truth, what it does is it... It adds an emotional context for something that we cannot emotionally empathize Correct. with. We can sympathize. We cannot empathize. This is, and I know what you're talking about because sometimes you can Hollywood of eyes, and 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 you, yeah. and Everybody expects that when you see something that has, sure. you know, historical context or whatever. You know that Hollywood's doing their little, you know, thing to make it more interesting for, yeah. you know, for an audience to sit down and watch. But the trick is to do it artfully, mm-hmm. and that's what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Yes, is yes. Those things are maybe embellished a little bit, but it's so well done. It doesn't even matter. It, it just feels it, it, it adds so much <laughs> depth. Yeah, it, I, it's great. I, from what I've read, they gave, you know, this is Spielberg's passion project, basically. Right. You know, he's of Jewish descent. So this, you know, is very meaningful for him. And the, uh, from what, yeah, what I read, the uh, studio didn't have much say in it because they said, hey, we'll let you make your movie the way you want yep. to make it. As long as you make Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. They said, if you make that dinosaur movie, we'll let you, you we'll let one. you do this crazy thing that you want to do. Which is fantastic. So, but he had to do it both first. Are amazing movies that yeah. he did in right. the same year. Right. Yeah. Insane. Oh, I'm sure they were high-fiving like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but everything down to like the black and white, like only one person at the studio was for him doing black and white. Everybody else was you know against what? it. That that was the other thing going into this film. Yeah. Um, with the, uh, before you get into too much of the Thought cinematography. Thought it was going to be like pretentious a-hole? Yes. Yep. Because that's most of his films. Yep. I mean, his films have a look and a feel. Yep. I mean, from Goonies to, you know. And to he didn't even direct Jurassic Goonies. Park and, and all right. that stuff. But his films, they just have a. There's a feel. Ha- yes, there's a feel to them. Mm-hmm. And even Private Ryan, I'm sorry. I mean, to me, there's no comparison between Private Ryan and Schindler's List. No, no not at all. I mean, I look at, and that's, and I think having seen Private Ryan before I saw Schindler's List, that's yeah. why I was yeah. always dreading going into Schindler's List yep. is because I, I felt Ryan's like it was going to be good. a freaking Steven Spielberg film. Yep. And I was shocked. I was really shocked. Yeah. Because yes, I mean, and going and into the And at first you don't know because of going into like the club scenes at the beginning, you're seeing the... The kind of like the dark uh, people nowadays would call it noir, but it's really like a German Italian impressionist filmmaking style that he was going for. 
everything's a face. Mm-hmm. There's no bodies. There's no feet. Everything is a face. Yeah, everything on right. screen is a face for like mm-hmm. the first 30 minutes. You are so up in Liam Neeson's eyes that you were like, yeah. I didn't realize I was in love with you, Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> yeah, I knew. But I you knew are a beautiful man with beautiful <laughs> eyes. I know because they're everywhere. Right. But like, right. And, and it's really, really hardcore. Even like the dancing girls, you're only seeing them shoulder to head. Yeah. And uh, it's really heavy handed. But after that, it pulls back. It basically hits you with it to get you there and right. then pulls back and widens but it. It was perfect for what I mean, it's it was a perfect way to depict what he was attempting. Right. To do. Because it was he was trying to show you the frivolity and normalization of this lifestyle yep. of these elite Nazis. Right. Before right. he drops you into, into the, the shit. into the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in in one child's case, quite literally, literally into yeah. the shit. Yes, oh. actually, several children's cases. Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The- so, so he's he started this business, and he's got a lot of the. He's pulling the Jews from the ghetto in, and and putting them to work. He's very successful, and even very and rich. right out of the gate, uh, Stern is is going to uh, going to Schindler and going, hey, this guy, he was a teacher. He taught history, and he's basically, you know, you get classified, you get papers from Nazis, whether or not you're. I forget what the word is, but whether or not you do work that matters, right? Whether your work is substantial enough to right. support them, and oh, you're a teacher, no, go stand in that line. Oh, wait, if I go on that line, that probably means I'm going to go somewhere and get mm-hmm. get get dead. And so Sternson are going like, and there's all these scenes where he's going. Stern he's like, is he's great. Like, no, 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 no. But yeah. you know, he can do this. And, and Oscar's like, all right, fine, fine, fine. And so then you see Stern running back in the street, and he's walking. The guy's like, all right, do everything I say. Let me speak. You know, he's like, yep. I speak talk, for you. I don't talk. talk about, and there's like, it's a, it's a metal polisher. It's invaluable. And they're like, all right, stamp. <laughs> and they're like, all right. No, really. I mean, now. really, when you look at this, though, I mean, the idea of what ultimately happens at the end of this film germinates. In Schindler through Stern. Yes. I mean, Stern, Stern is the lens. He's the idea. Stern is the Stern is the motivation. You know, he's he's what makes it happen. Right. Schindler was the conduit mm-hmm. that then became more of a not more of a driver than Stern, but basically went all in mm-hmm. and realized the importance. Right. Yeah. The, of it. the growth of Schindler from yes. the oh, beginning God, when yes. uh Stern brought that one armed guy into him to thank him. Oh, he's so pissed. And then he's like, don't ever do that again. Ever. But see, there's two sides to that. To to the, when he, at the end, he's like, you know, he's kissing a Jewish girl on the cheek Mm -hmm. and going to jail Mm -hmm. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, he appreciates the, the thanks that they're giving him for his birthday. Yeah. Whereas for that, he didn't want to even be thanked while he was eating his meal. Right. Mm-hmm. But the other the thing about the one arm guy, I love that. I love that scene because at first, like, oh, he's being a dick because Stern brought in a guy with one arm. How good can he be? Mm-hmm. But the other part of it is maybe he's being a dick to Stern because if you're bringing in a one arm guy, we're not going to be able to keep this up. Right. Because yeah, someone's right. going to notice. And it does mm-hmm. come up in conversation later with right. the German officers. Yep. Where they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. What, what, what the hell does he need a one arm guy for? Like, right. and so you don't know at that point what. He's it, an artisan. Is, he's, is it one? Like, is, is he pissed because of one? Is he pissed because the other? Is he pissed yeah. because there's a mixture some right. of both? You realize right. that, I think, most when that girl comes in and asks him to save her parents. And yeah. he's like, they say you're the savior. You bring in these people and they don't, right. you know, get right. taken away. And, that, and he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, and that's a threat. Shit. 
He, right. he rages. Yeah. He kicks her out. He says something to her as if it's a setup. Mm-hmm. He yells at her like they're setting it, like she was a plant to get yeah. him yeah, to like admit it, and then they would arrest right. him. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, he, again, it's two-sided. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's two sides of it. Like, right. he's pissed because someone expects something or wants something of him, mm-hmm. or he's pissed because someone's trying to entrap him. Right. And then as soon as he kicks her out. He does hit him. He goes stern. All right, this, this person, go get him, go get him, bring him here. Yeah. 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 So okay. So at, at and again, just to kind of get through the, the 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 main plot here, you know, then we start getting you know the progression. Now we're getting into the forties. You know, they they you know at one point we have the liquidation of the ghettos, right? Where they go through and they yeah. Start, and you have a strange scene where he's out horseback riding and then looks over. Yeah. Up, yeah. Very was, strangely steep hill. You know what? That, <laughs> that was probably the most awkward scene in the yeah. film uh, of of a beautiful film that yeah. has almost no flaws. Yeah. That was probably the most awkward scene. But yeah. in, in some way, they, they almost had to have you had him. to make it three hours. So you had to have him. Tape. You had to have see him witnessing what was going on. And I guess putting and, him on a hill on outside the city was about the best way to do it. Right. And and yeah, he sees them liquidating the ghetto and realize he's losing his whole workforce. Right. So he's got to go in and figure out, all right, so now they're not in a ghetto. Now they've been moved into a concentration camp. Now Ray, Ray Fiennes is here. Yep. And he's just doing like brushing his teeth and picking kids off from his balcony. Oh, jeez. Yeah. What, um, what a terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, man. Eamon, Eamon Geth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. 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 Yeah. Um, he did. My God, what a performance. I mean, a performance. What a performance. What a villainous performance. Yes. <laughs> of depicting depicting a real dude. Yeah. What actually did most of these right. atrocities. Right. I mean, yeah. And this is a real thing. I mean, you you see this stuff hyperbolized in other movies and stuff. But yeah. I mean, this is the real thing. Yeah. And it's 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 so shocking. Yeah. And so. And you want to hear something that'll make you maybe angry? Or sick to your stomach? So Ray Fiennes was, well, probably not. Ray Fiennes was nominated for an Academy Award for that role. For that role. Best Supporting Actor. He was, he didn't win. He was beaten out by Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive. Oh, wow. That was a pretty good good performance, too. (laughs) Well, yeah, it was. (laughs) But but it was. was Remember remember the line? I don't care. That's a great line. (laughs) That's a great line. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know about that. um, That was, that was pretty stellar. What a year for three hour movies. And Ben Kingsley didn't even get nominated. Yeah, I. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. Actually, sorry. Ray finds and the the girl he brings in as his maid. Yeah. Um. That, that's another one of those scenes. Yeah, and that actual where, woman was in that scene at the end. So yeah, I'm thinking right. there's probably some accuracy to those mm-hmm. scenes yeah. as well. Oh, I'm sure. I am sure. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, just the the relationship there, and you know, he has that horrific scene where he goes down and, you know, and she's just standing there not saying anything, just shaking. And he's, and he's going through this her, whole he, he, dialogue. He, he, he's going through a whole conversation with her right. without her saying Say a word. A word right. And he's literally saying, well, maybe you're right. Blah, blah, blah. Like, as if she's speaking because he is so gone. Right. His brain is so melted. Yeah. But, and then, yeah. And then just, okay, this was a good talk. I'm going to beat the hell out of you. But then it fast forward to when she has the scene with Liam Neeson. He goes down to the basement and he, she's she's describing to him yeah. what's happening. And Actually, that scene was before the scene that you see. You hear about it in oh, that that's scene. Oh, that's right. It's almost you, right after. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because he, he actually he calms her down a little bit yes. saying, had he wanted to kill you, you'd be dead. Yeah, she's, like, she's like, I look forward. I know that eventually he's just going to shoot me yeah. and that's what I look forward to. And he's like, he's not going to shoot right. you. And it's like, right. And he only actually, shoots those things which don't matter to him. I mean, clearly, you do. That's the scene that I think pers- uh, most uh, best 
describes the atrocities of the Ray Fiennes character. Yeah. Because she's basically, you know, saying it's like there's no rhyme or reason. I'm look, you know, we're just looking for a set of rules to live by yeah. that keep us alive. This guy's random. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we, are, and no, that's what's, what's freaking everybody out because right. he's so random that they right. can't figure out how, like, all right, we're subjugated. Let's figure out the best way to be subjugated. You right. can't. Right. Because yeah. this guy's it's a fire. random. Song. He just, yeah, goes out on the porch and just starts picking people off randomly. And yeah. I just, so freaking horrific. It I is. I well, can't even. I mean, you think about it for, for what had to have happened, the, those kind of people had to be, in leadership roles, those crazy to do the do up. that job. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. either I, that or either one begat the other, or the other way around. True, you know, yeah. I, or the, they got crazy because, because well, of all and this, stuff. this and this whole thing wasn't like you know a uh, big bang. Here we go, we're going to do crazy stuff. It it started small. Oh yeah, and it started snowballing. It was an and, infection. And, yeah. How else do you get an entire country to go along yep. with? Yeah, this is fine. Yeah, let's go ahead and amend the constitution so we can just murder people. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But he was a, he's the way like they, a, a sociopath. Like he, yes, yes. He right. had no no emotion basically. It's yeah, almost thing. none. Well, he, unless he was drinking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that, that was that great scene. He was like, you know, true power is. You know, Schindler oh, was convincing yeah, him showing that yeah, true power is to, awesome. you know, pardon people because right. that shows you have power over them. Anybody can kill someone. And right. so yeah, that was an he amazing scene. He tried it for scene. like three hours. <laughs> right. And, and then, then he's he done. just like, oh, I'm going to shoot this kid. I'm like, oh, but my the funny God, thing was, he, he, guy. you see him battling with it with the kid who can't get the bathtubs stain out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, what did you use? Soap? You didn't use lie. And the kid's like, Ehh. he's like, mm, go, you're pardoned. <laughs> yeah. He's literally, you are pardoned, yeah. moves his hand. But then he's sitting there and he's thinking about it and he's like, okay, I've pardoned several people today. I can't let everybody get away with everything. Right. So I'm yeah. just going to go shoot the kid dead. Mm-hmm. Even though I let him go and I told him it was God, fine. And that scene where he's, you know, the kids walking and then the bullets start ricocheting around yeah, him. Because he's not, he doesn't hit him the first couple times. But again, and the kid and just, the, the kid, the kid just jumps just walks, the first time, jumps right. a little bit second time and then realizes... And then just, Oh, he's either going to kill me or just keep shooting at me. So he just controls himself, turns around, puts his head down, and, and walks. walks. This cuts away to someone else. You hear another shot, and then they're dragging his body out. No, he's and just, it's just laying like, there. Oh. Like, oh, the, no, they're yeah, they were running out of the gate to yeah. get the body, but you don't actually see them drag. That, yeah. That's what I was very impressed with this movie. Uh, Steven Spielberg's not a big uh, show don't tell type director, and like, yeah. There is scenes in here like um, when uh, Schindler's, you know, it's quote unquote snowing and he's like, um, it, oh, it's ash yeah. from people getting right. burned. There's like kids like opening their mouth trying to catch ash yeah. in their mouth. Yeah. And he's like yeah. moving it around on his car and he's like looking right. at it. It's like, this isn't snow. And they show the furnace. It's mm-hmm. he doesn't like it for Steven Spielberg. It easily be easy to put screams and. Uh, showing yeah. people burning or whatnot. Right. Yes. But it doesn't. It's just, you know, you're like, oh, and it's well, way more. You do eventually see a gigantic pile of corpses on fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I, I guess I agree I'm with confusing Garrick, though. Two, there was two things like 
Yeah. Yes. I, I, I still feel like there was a lot of restraint in this film. Because oh, yeah. going into this film, one of the things I was not looking forward to, I just thought it was going to be gratuitous, like Saving Private Ryan. No, no. But the, but yet at the same time, it's shocking because it does things that Hollywood is afraid to do. Like when people get shot in the head, yes. you don't just fall down. Right. You flop. Yeah. Blood's like glup, 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 glup. Yeah. Like it's sp- mm-hmm. your heart is still beating. Therefore, yeah. the blood is pumping. And they, this movie did that more than I've ever seen a movie yeah. do that. That's not a, like a mm-hmm. stupid horror film. Right. And uh, and it's black, yeah. not red, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's just this, this the viscera in the movie had a level of realism that right. was startling. Yes, correct. And right. then so when it does show restraint, like seeing the kid getting shot at, but not seeing the kid get shot, mm-hmm. but then right. seeing the body, mm-hmm. it was really important because you knew the kid was probably going to get shot. You didn't need to see it, right. but to see the other people witnessing it actually got I almost- you. Like, even though the kid had regained control and just resigned himself, right. not everybody else around was. And I, I don't know. I, I, There's a real unique way to do that. And I yeah, like that no, a lot. Agreed. Yeah. No, I thought I thought it was a good mix of, yeah. D- I mean, don't shy away. You yeah. Know? Even even the nudity, you know, I thought, oh, here we go. But you I, see, it was, in a row of 30 naked dudes, you right. see three dongs. <laughs> right. All the rest of them just right. happen to be holding their clothes, just, you know, kind of in right. front of them and stuff right. like that. Which is what they would be doing. I mean, you know, you'd be you trying think, to, you know, yeah. you're, you're, as best you can without looking like you're trying to hide, right. try to casually right. hide. keep your modesty, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I mean, and so. for the most part, it was tasteful. Completely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, 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 as tasteful as you It's tasteful anyway, that. but it's, it's startarling. It's startling. Yeah, startling. I'm, I'm usually not a big fan of, well, I should say, I usually feel like nudity in any kind of like TV show or movie is awkward. Unnecessary. It always feels forced. Usually it's, it's, it's nev- not It never adds to the story. Yeah. But in this case, I think there are. There are exceptions. Right. Had every dong been covered, every booby blocked, yeah. no. you right. would have been like, oh, that was clever. Oh, I see how they did that. <laughs> yeah. In this way, you're just like, oh, this is just happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Just happening. There is yeah. some that's a good way gratuitous nudity, I think. With like, Oh, well, there's some sex scenes yeah, and stuff. There's but... like a one, well, one scene where one a lady's just laying in bed with her boobies hanging out and you're just like, Oh yeah. Well, I guess this is, this is happening. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I'm not there. There are, there are a couple of occasions where that was the case. But, but you know what though? In, in all of those cases though, all of those were scenes where the film was trying to depict the character in a marginally negative light. Um, in one case, the lady laying in the Ray fine girlfriend laying in the bed and he mm-hmm. comes and he ejects the hot shell casing mm-hmm. onto her and she gets pissed. Right. Oh yeah. And like, uh, stuff like that, showing the depravity of their situation, how casual they were with just what would be considered open sin mm-hmm. at the time. And um, and it, even with Oscar earlier on, it's when he's still in his very selfish, mm-hmm. womanizing phase, right. phase mm-hmm. of the film. Not saying mm-hmm. he ever wasn't in real life. Uh, that's right. a different story. But in that part of the film, they were tr- he was trying to establish that Oscar had all these faults. Mm-hmm. And so you see that. And then you never see it with him. In the second half of the film. After, yeah. Mm-hmm. You only right. at that point see that right. with Ray Fine, who is like the antithesis of mm-hmm. evil to a point until you get to the third act yeah. <laughs> where you realize the evil is all of it. Mm-hmm. So not just, you know, Ray. I mean, obviously the evil is all of it, but like Ray Fines is the embodiment of evil for the second act of the film. But right. then the third act, when he starts to have, starts to be able to be at least he becomes a cog, in, an un- unwilling, unintended cog in this um, yeah. machine of saving some people. Right. <laughs> and he has right. no idea. Well, he has so, some idea. He has suspicions that something's going so on. So after the liquidation, basically, I, I mean, I, it, things really get, you know, struggling because they've basically they're, I mean, they're 
separating people out. They're shipping them off to, to Auschwitz. Yep. Um, and then they'll decide to check them again, decides who's less healthy because they got another shipment of people coming and they don't have enough room. So we got to right. figure out which one of y'all are going to die. I, yeah. And it oh, just, crazy. and, and, and yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that showed the slow progression from, because I think a lot of people just think, oh, they just shipped everybody to Auschwitz and that was it. No, it was a slow progression. No, was, you were tortured. It was like at first you're just put into the ghettos and then, oh crap, we've got new slave labor coming in. So now we got this new thing where we've got to, okay, get that, get rid of the, yeah. the sick the ones. The hazing kicks off over and over again and you're like, all right, well, I survived the last round, but oh great, here's another round. Am I going to make it this time? Right. And, the uh, mental torture alone. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, all the way up. That's to, where that shower and, and thing girls is so are important. Yeah. Pricking their fingers and rubbing blood on right. their cheeks. To yeah, look, yeah. Try them like themselves they look health. healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're was, using blood like oh. makeup. They're rubbing on their lips oh. and cheeks to make themselves look healthier. Yeah. Um, and, and, but I think the depravity of Nazism and um, the killing and and all that stuff was personified best. Not in the Auschwitz scenes, mm-hmm. but in the scene where they had already killed 10,000 uh, Jews during the, whoa, 10,000 Jews during the, um, the liquidation of the ghetto, mm-hmm. they had buried those bodies. Yeah. And then the order came down to burn them. the top, dig them all up and burn them. Burn them. And I mean, that is something I will never God understand. They're already in the ground. Yeah. I, Why do you have to dig them up and burn them? That, what sort of w- like weird, creepy Aryan ritual did you I, think told you to do that? that like I, I, desecrating I, the bodies to there. There is a special place in hell for wherever that came from. Yeah, I, I the Whole, per- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, again, that was the most disgusting thing in, in the whole movie. Yeah, was and making, that's where you get the making you know, dig up. You know, all these people that you knew and yeah, you you're know. yeah, you're digging up your own neighbors and yeah. burning them, and that's where right. that's where Oscar Oscar sees the uh, the girl in the red coat for the second time. The girl yeah, in the red now right. it's a black and white film. There's a couple things in colors: the girl in the red coat, mm-hmm. um, and there's the candle flames. Mm-hmm. And were there there was something else, wasn't there? There was um, of roses. What happened? Were there roses at some point? I don't remember. But the girl in the red coat, the reason was that Spielberg was using that as as uh, as Oscar's way of finally putting two and two together right. mentally What's was where going. he was at because mm-hmm. he had seen this girl during the liquidation of the ghetto mm-hmm. and all these German stuff and people are getting executed all around and this girl's getting escorted across little girl just a little girl mm-hmm. in a red coat and her face is so resolute like she doesn't even like this is just another day and he notices that earlier on and then then later he sees a gr- little girl in a red coat on you know like rotted corpse right. on rotted a wheelbarrow right. mm-hmm. uh, and, and he realizes oh my gosh that girl was totally fine mm-hmm. And she's still dead. Still dead. She wasn't fighting. She didn't do anything, but right. she died because she's a little girl right. and she was Jewish and in the ghetto. Right. And that's it. And that's when the horror in the film really strikes him. Right. That little girl promised Steven Spielberg she would not watch the movie, the actress. Oh, really? <laughs> she's promised that she would not watch the movie until she was 18 years old. How old was she? Like four or five, six? I don't know. Five or six, maybe tops. But she watched she- the movie when she was four or five or six? No. no. She, <laughs> she watched the movie when she was 11. Oh, she broke no, her promise. Why? <laughs> It's <laughs> not too much younger than we were. I mean, she knew she was part of something big, and she wanted to. Movie. She wanted yeah. to understand what her she was role in, of, yeah. in that event. Mm. So, yeah, little mm. tidbit for you. So at this point, oh, you know, after the the Where's desecration the song, no, he, he didn't submit that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so after the desecration, at this point, that's you're right. That's where Schindler's. I think that's really where he's. he's I mean, like, he's like, all right. He, he's been growing a heart, but yeah, I, it's at this point, and then then he starts meeting with Stern, and um, 
um, you know, he still wants to keep the business going. And, and, but it, at that point it really turns into, okay, what can we do here? Yeah. And, um, and then they have the great scene, you know, formulating the list because, well, at this point they're shutting down Krakow, right? I yeah. Mean, the, every, everybody's being liquidated. They're going to, everybody's being sent to, to Auschwitz. They're shutting everything down. Yep. And, um, then you have the scene with, uh, with uh, um, Liam Neeson and, and Ray Fiennes, where he goes to him and he's like, "Hey, how do we keep this going?" Blah blah blah, and he cooks up the plan. To, this is actually essentially you, you mentioned the scene with Ray Fiennes and the girl in the basement. To oh, me, yeah. this is actually almost more powerful of a scene. Well, I th- they have to go together, but because you know he's naming he's naming people that he wants to to keep around or, right. or take to go work. To, to, okay, so he's co- concocted this plan basically yeah. to take. As many people as he can, and to we're gonna we're gonna go to Czechoslovakia where he's from, right? And we're gonna work in this new factory in Quoty Fingers yep. that he's put together. So he's <laughs> saying, Ray Fines, hey, we can do this. We just buy him out. And Ray Fines like, no, you can't. You don't understand how this works. And he's like, blah blah. blah. And I don't take her. Well, you can't have her. Or no, you. There's one line. There's a oh, one line right. at goes, the bottom yeah, of the a document. Clerical, there's a clerical error. There's a clerical error. error. There's there's no name. And he's like, actually, yeah, there's one more name I want to add to list. And he names the yeah. the maid. Mm-hmm. And Ray finds like, no, you you can't have her. Blah blah. He's like, why not? She's gonna go to Auschwitz anyway. He's like, no. I mean, I want her for myself. I want to take her to Berlin. But he's like, you can't take her to Berlin. He goes, I know, I know. I probably should just take her out in the woods and shoot her. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. you, what is wrong with you? Wow. You love her, so you can't let her go to Auschwitz. But because you can't have her, you're Dude, this is what like teenage stalkers end up in juvie for, bro. You, you're going to take her out to the woods and shoot her because if I can't have her, no one can. So I'll just kill her humanely in the woods. Oh, such a and that's a normal thing to share with another person. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that scene, like I was just like, my god, like, and this is this is the this is after uh whatever his name is, Armon. Uh, after he had actually made a little progress on himself, yeah. and he was still yeah. in such a I horrible, even after disgusting that, he, human being. I think the deal was if he won at a hand of twenty-one, that you know, oh yeah, yeah, he get her. Yeah, Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. uh, Schindler would have control of her. Or well, no, I think it was. No, he he, he, had he never get, agreed to the game. He ended up upping the price. Well, at the end, he did. he did kind of. Yeah. He said, "Well, what was that price if I win again?" Right. Well, that was if he gets a natural twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah. So if he won, there were there were three conditions. There were there were if you lose, if you win, and if you get a, a nat twenty one. So he was interested in playing, I think, because he realized, oh, I'm gonna have to shoot her. Maybe I could Maybe possibly I just like get money. rid of her. <laughs> yeah, like, get rid of her and have a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> so essentially, I mean, just give a little bit of background here. I mean, Schindler has made his millions, right? I yep. mean, he is a rich man at this point. Yep. Um, selling pots. Three steamer trunks pots. of cash. Um, yep. But essentially, he buys all these people with his money and and they go to Czechoslovakia. There's the big scene where there's, you know, they're rerouted to Auschwitz. And, the, yeah, the, the women's train was right. rerouted. To, the, the, le, the paperwork arrived late, so the train left for mm-hmm. Auschwitz. Right. And That's then, where you get them getting like they're getting their hair cut and yes. getting put in the showers and they're they're like they're, they're so used to being treated slightly better than or ever that they're like they're saying uh excuse me we're not supposed to be here we're supposed and the the Nazi's like I'm following orders I, mm-hmm. I don't care that you have a mouth that speaks <laughs> and it's it's horrible but yeah. at the same time I'm also sitting there going I'm, I always try to like put myself in the mind of the bad guy like what can make a horrible person do horrible things and these women are saying we're supposed to. They're supposed to, and and I'm th- seriously, these guys probably think somebody probably just lied to them, 
you know, before shipping them here because it was easy for them. Right. You know, I, 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 it doesn't matter, but all these little details, I always wonder what's going through mm-hmm. uh, uh, the heads of, of the people on the nasty side of yeah. the situation, but, uh, right. or I should say the inflictors, but yeah, like they're panicking because they're like, wait a minute, we're not supposed to be here mm-hmm. and now we're going to die. Isn't right. that cool? Right, and all the men, all the men are in Czechoslovakia going, "Where are the broads? Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. Where's all our wives and daughters and such?" Um, Thankfully, he gets there. He intercepts, brings them back, and uh, starts this new factory. And they're not going to make pots and pans this time. They're actually going to make munitions. (laughs) Or are they? Um, (laughs) Yeah, or are they? So, um, what about the? uh, We forgot the uh, the fire hose scene. Oh yeah, that was where they're all getting they're all getting load up, loaded oh, up in the trains, but yeah. the the trains are behind yeah. schedule and it's a hot day, right. so they're inside these oak trains mm-hmm. baking to death. Yes, and so he he's like up, he's like, hey, this. you got those. Fi-. He sees a dripping fire pipe. He's like, yeah, you got those fire hose over to the to to Ray Fine's character. Hey, like, indulge me, indulge me, indulge me. And they're like, all right, fine. They get the fire hose and he starts hosing down the trains, yeah. and all the German officers are laughing, laughing because right. they're like, you're giving them hope. You're making, you're being nice to them, which is mean. They think he's right. meaner than them. Mm-hmm. Like he's being sadistic by like giving them water and cooling them down a little bit just by spraying the hoses on the cars. When in reality, he's kind of freaking out. Yeah. I just, uh, his ability to keep his composure and yeah. still seem like one of them, but doing this very humanitarian thing, yeah. you know, at the same time was... I just love how he was, he takes control of the situation all the yes, time. Yes, he always does. Like at the yeah. very end, uh, when he was, the train was rerouted and he was getting his, his uh, workers back, he's like, has all the uh, Nazi officers in the circle. And he's like, listen, this is how it's going to go. You're not going to do yep. anything because yeah. I have right. powerful friends and they will kill you. Yeah. You know that, and it's against Article blah 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 <laughs> yeah, article. to needlessly kill anybody who is a who is a viable worker. Right. And if you do, yeah. you'll get you'll get brought up on charges. You'll be arrested. And I'll, I'll get make money. I'll make money. <laughs> yeah. so he's like, so, so that's what it can be. If you want to kill them, you go to jail. I make more money. Oh, and here's some beer. <laughs> and, and they're like, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're all kind of <laughs> yeah. like, what the hell? And then he just gives them all free beer. And they're like, okay, yeah, we're in. We'll stop killing people needlessly and indiscriminately. Yeah, just, just his ability, his, his people skills, and just to how you know how to read people yeah. and, and how to you know was just, I, it was so essential to, it, to this whole thing. You know how this played out. It's such a good job of him on the razor's edge all the time. Like oh, yeah. all the time, all the time. when like, they're trying oh. to leave Auschwitz and the the German off the dudes are grabbing all the little girls yep. and pulling them aside and he's yelling at me he's like hey hey those are mine and he goes yeah. over he's yelling at them and he holds up her hand in the guy's face and he yeah. goes do you see these fingers do you put, see these we use these to polish the insides of shell casings yeah, you want to find me another thing another way to polish the inside of a forty five millimeter shell casing <laughs> go ahead tell me what it is and the guy's like uh, sorry go ahead. Yeah, over there. just accomplishes <laughs> sheer charisma like yeah. it's yeah. insane. That this right. guy actually existed, even like this is, I mean, it's I not in right. some form yeah. super historically he actually existed per se, but I mean, this more or less happened since it's yeah. Crazy. Well, I mean, I would say it more happened. Yeah, more because conceptually it happened. <laughs> well, yeah, you know? <laughs> maybe the little well, details are yeah, like uh, like him sitting around with Stern and naming off every name on the list probably didn't happen. The lists were mostly made by Stern, as I understand. Yeah, it. sure. There were and there were lists made by uh, actually. I even read one that list was made by Goldberg, the uh, the oh, the Jewish yeah, police guy right. that they kept bribing with like the mm-hmm. cigarette cases and right. the lighters and stuff like that. That he might have been the one who actually created mm. the list, but 
Schindler did submit names that he wanted to make sure right. were on the list. Right mm -hmm. And yeah, pretty much spent every single dime he had, he had right trying to get every single person right. that he could upset that he didn't have more to spend yeah so if the dude had a bunch of money and he spent every dime that he had made to try to get more people out it happened mm -hmm. because all the other details after that it's funny how many people want to nitpick and say, oh, no, he was a bastard. He was a womanizer, blah, blah. I'm like, the movie didn't ignore that. Yeah, no, yeah. not at he all. He had his faults. We you know, saw, I think all it acknowledged saw. all that. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it wasn't a it wasn't a 32-month-long movie. It was right. three hours. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, yeah, I... Schindler's List pretty yeah. damn good movie, you guys. No, it was a really good movie. I was surprised how much I liked it the second time. Me too. Uh, yeah, I... This is definitely a movie I could well, go back and watch. I, not anytime soon. Don't <laughs> yeah, get me no, wrong. But this is something it. that, I, you know, and I maybe like, not a yearly thing either. But no. <laughs> but it's something that I, I can revisit. Definitely something I want to share with my kids. Yeah. I was thinking, like, when um, will my daughter be old it's, enough yeah, to it's watch this? Required really? viewing almost for. Yeah. I, I'm, I have a special heart if for World War II stuff in I mean, general. Uh, yeah. In anything general. from an era. From yeah. The, and yeah, this is one of the top tier things mm. it's it's definitely a pinnacle for sure there's a there's a lot of great movies or there's a handful of great movies about the holocaust i mean another one being the pianist mm -hmm. uh the pianist who was who, adrian oh, brody. who directed yeah who directed it though i forget a, uh, um, also adrian brody i don't know no not it was not adrian brody <laughs> directing but uh, the Pianist is another Roman, very, oh, very, very no, was, Roman Polanski, yeah, yeah you know. who actually Spielberg tried to get, get to direct this because <laughs> Spielberg did not think he was mature enough to direct this movie. Yeah. Uh, until mm. apparently he had a revelation while on set for Hook that he realized he could do it. But up until then, he'd been trying to find other people to do it. That says a lot about him, though. Yeah, he even tried. But the problem was one of those was Scorsese. Ugh. He tried to get Scorsese to do it and Scorsese agreed and signed on. And then, thank God, whatever happened on the set of Hook, like Robin Williams said a dirty joke to him and made him realize Jeez, he could direction the Jesus. Was. Jesus happened to Steven Spielberg, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and, and so he went and he traded Marty another one of his planned films so that Marty would go off and do that. And that was the remake of Point Break. Oh. <laughs> Not Point Break. Oh, geez. Cape Fear. Cape Good Fear. Lord. Very different films. Oh, geez. <laughs> Cape Fear. Come out, come out wherever you are. So Scorsese went off and did that. And uh, thank God we did not have was, a four and a half hour I think movie. Ford was, Schindler's List that was half about cocaine. Harrison Ford was in the running for Schindler, which yeah, I love Harrison Ford, but I don't know. No, I think they. <laughs> I think it's always funny how it would have been good in yeah, most in most cases. They they found the perfect yeah person right. to play the roles right. like this. Because there's tons of movies. I mean, every movie they have like, oh, who should we play this role? It's rarely like we got to have this person. Now, the guy who wrote the novel Schindler's Ark that the that the screenplay is based on mm -hmm. got the idea because he was in a leather shop in Beverly Hills. Thomas Kennelly. Yeah, he was in a leather shop in Beverly Hills. And this guy's like, hey, you want a story? I got a story for you. Let me tell you about how this guy saved me and my wife from the Holocaust. Wow. No kidding. Wow. And, but that wasn't the first time. It happened in 1969, too. Where the same guy <laughs> pitched uh, to like the wife of a of a major studio exec, mm -hmm. and they bought the rights then to do it. Oh, to do oh. before Schindler's Ark was ever written. Yeah, and they even had the the guy who wrote um uh, what's the uh, what's the big Bogart film Casablanca, 
the guy who wrote Casablanca to write the screenplay and everything, but oh, wow. it just kind of fell apart. Hmm. Never happened. But that's funny. It's the funny thing is it. Other than the graphicness, the language, and the sex, at least the first half hour would have probably been very similar to what we got because <laughs> the style was so similar to yeah. films from back around that time and a little obviously earlier. But it probably would have been way uh, worse yeah. though. Yeah, it would have been way worse, but still probably amazing for the time. I don't know. 69, 70s, uh, pretty questionable filmmaking decisions in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very questionable. But you also got you also got like The Godfather. I mean, there were some changes. There were some no, the, the best movies out of the 70s were incredible. Star Wars? Everything else was pretty bad. <laughs> and and yeah. a great deal of it was god-awful. <laughs> Most of it. You gotta remember how successful the movie Car Wash was, for God's sake. Anyway, <laughs> um, but it had a great song. So are we ready to rate this thing? $23 million it costs to make Schindler's List. 23 mil? 23 mil. Wow. That's all they coughed up for Spielberg News. And he took... Not a cent. Nope. Any money that wow. was made that went to, that went to him went immediately back into founding the like the museum or whatever mm-hmm. the the society that like is now like capturing Holocaust stories and memorabilia and stuff to keep it going. And he gets no residuals at all. Mm-mm. Not a dime. You made three hundred twenty-two million, which I'm sure the studio wow. gave to Holocaust survivors. Yeah, right? I'm sure. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. sure. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, I think we're ready. Okay, you ready? Are you we... ready to break this down? We got to break it All down. right. So now we're going to determine, based on the AFI rating factors, if this is indeed better or worse than Star Wars. All right. All so, right, number all one, all right. feature length, narrative format, yep. at least 60 minutes long. It is more it is. than Star <laughs> it Wars. It is way more than 60 minutes long. There's a tie there, I guess. No, it's, it's more so more than 60 <laughs> minutes long than Star Wars. Double. So, it gets two points for being double long, triple long. Yeah, that's not how this works. Oh, you're right. uh, is it okay? Number two, is it American film? Yes, it is. Technically, yes. Technically, yes. Even though most of it was filmed in Poland and Poland. other places. Yeah. Uh, number three, critical reception, formal commendation in print. Uh, mm, pretty mm, big. Yeah, yeah, I think huge. Schindler's List was pretty much like high. Uh, there was. Do you remember when this came out? Yeah, it was so oh, yeah, universally we, loved that like the New York yep. Times had to write an article going, it's not that accurate. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. thanks yeah, Thank it was, you. Right. like, I remember it, it was a yeah, huge I, thing oh, yeah, when it came I remember out. Yeah, back this, in no, it was gigantic. Gigantic. Yes. I don't know if it would, it's got a current 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't know who you 2% are, but stop Almost it. tied with Citizen Kane. Which is weird because IMDb has an 8.9. I'm like, What? Okay, IMDb. I know. I know I'm. I don't trust you anymore. I think maybe it slightly edges out Star Wars and critical reception, maybe uh, as it first yeah. came out. All right. Major award. I don't think anybody ever claimed that Schindler's List was for kids. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely no, not. That. Major award winner recognition from competitive events, including awards from organizations in the films community. A major film it festival. Made a few. Seven <laughs> Oscars. God knows how many other things. It's definitely beat out, in my opinion. Yeah. Star Wars. It, that, yeah, that, it won seven. Yeah. I usually, we usually go by Academy Awards because that's the easiest. Uh, in the, uh, so, yeah, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Original Score, John Williams, what, what? Best Film Editing, and Best Cinematography, Best Art Direction. All... Well deserved, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think uh beats Star Wars out in that somehow. Yep. All right. Number five, mm-hmm. and this is maybe where there could be some contention. Popularity over time, including figures for box office adjusted for inflation, television broadcast and syndication, and home it's video really sales. It's really hard to beat out Star Wars for popularity yeah. over time, right? Like this? What are you going to do, Holocaust 2? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. I, I, no, I no. pretty much, hands down, have to give Star Wars this almost... Okay. All well, of the, these movies. Here's but. the thing. You wait. Maybe you maybe Steven look- Spielberg will do another like a Schindler's other list. It'll be about the Uyghur Muslim. Maybe he'll re- release the right now. Snyder cut. Oh God. <laughs> oh Lord. In Twelve and a half hours. <laughs> Seventeen. But it's only in four three. <laughs> um, no, actually, you have to look at those a little bit differently though, because yeah, I mean, the pop culture is surrounds Star Wars, but. Um, a different aspect of the culture is captured, I think, by this film in terms of, I mean, us just talking about, geez, when can I show this to my kid? You know, kind yeah. of thing. I mean, so it has a, a different impact, I think. So but I know I, I had it. I still was playing when I changed my life. But you have a lot. You have a lot less of those conversations than you have people saying. Correct. Hey, I want to show Star Wars to my kid. Yeah. High five. Sure. <laughs> Instead of, hey, yeah. I'm no challenge list to my kid. Oh, Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> like I, are you sure they're ready for that? I feel Schindler's List like has lost, uh, has like disappeared from public narratives. Like I don't. That's nobody talks about it. Yeah, you don't. You don't. It's it's been a while. It's one of those things that people feel good that they watch it, but they don't want to remember. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, you know, it's it's a it's a negative thing. But then again, I mean, lately, I mean, in today's day and age, how much do people sit around and talk about older films? There's so much yeah, new media yeah. to consume. It's like we used to sit around and argue about one film over another from back in the day. Nobody right. does anymore. Like the, yeah. It's all about there are tons yeah, of crap coming like out. A, like you guys were alluding to what I said earlier. It's re, it's re, this is required viewing, I think, for any yeah. movie, yeah. anybody who likes movies. And I think anybody because well, the message. Yeah, I think like, just, as far as the right. history yeah, is concerned. Not just the message, but just the historical like, value, the cinematic value, mm-hmm. the artistic I, value. I, I think I mean, like, you know in the uh you know the public uh dialogue you know nazi is thrown around quite a bit i think everyone can agree on that but nobody's i don't think anybody has a context really of or they do if they might but like this puts into context what nazis actually were and those people you're calling nazis are not are not that that. usually 99 percent of the time not that well close yeah and i and i think I think part of the reason why I would find it um, more required viewing for anybody was we we have to remember what can happen if these things start small and end Mm -hmm. up like this. I mean, that can happen to any of us. I will not be baited into a political rant, but yes, what you said. Yes. (laughs) I didn't mean to. I know. I know you didn't intend. I just saying I'm so close right now. But But yes. Yeah, it's. It, this happened like this is something humanity did and we need to like I, i'm yeah. a his, history major what we need you know we need we learn from history so we don't repeat right. it and i think we right. need right this is a good way for someone who doesn't want to read all the boring historical you know novels or whatever it's a good right. cl- uh, snapshot of the the right. you know terrible things that had happened right so yeah that's just my two cents but uh Let's, I guess, number six, historical significance. Films mark on history of the moving image. Their technical innovation. Just answered that question. Yeah, I think we, oh, I think oh. we all just answered it. Technical innovation. Yeah. Oh, 
that. Visionary right, narrative devices and other groundbreaking achievements. Mm. Was there okay? So if um, we were going to say Schindler's List had anything that was groundbreaking or added to cinema, what would it be? I would say the use of style to establish an effect, but not com- like over commitment to the style as to white or to water down the message of your film because you're so up your own ass about the style. <laughs> I would say that Schindler's List is probably the crowning achievement of someone going so far as say, I'm going to make an Italian film from that era for 15 minutes and then drop it because it's not important. Like, I think there's that Spielberg was visionary in that regard. And I would never have, I, I, I'm only getting this from the fresh watch. None of this is anything that I remember from a kid, mm-hmm. but I mean, literally what he was doing was a German Italian film. Mm hmm. And, and, and those are terrible, abjectly terrible compared to, you know, it, it, from today's day and age. I also don't like Gone with the Wind, so take what you will, you know, but the, the fact that he was able to use that as a tool without like JJ J. Abrams sitting behind the camera and banging on it with a pencil to make the lens shake because reasons, I mean, that's just stupid. That's just like, I'm going to do something stupid because you know, we want to make it more intense. I mean, there's a lot of moving camera and stuff in the film, but it never becomes shaky cam. You never mm-hmm. get lost. No. He skirted the edges of method, of like camera method and capture method sure. throughout the entire Didn't film. overdo it, yeah. But never overdid it. Yeah. And there were lots of different kinds Which, of ones God, used. Again, I just thinking of Spielberg over, I mean... Spielberg is Spielberg, and I really appreciate- makes Minority Report really fold into perspective. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, because he overdoes his things, and I like Spielberg, and I like those stylistic choices that he's made on other films. But this one, you're right; everything is so restrained. Yeah, that it's it's just like it's the perfect amount of all of that. Yeah, I don't, it, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably the least up its butt film ever created. Historical significance, yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah there you there go. You go. Uh, number seven, cultural impact. A film's mark on a American society in matters of style and substance. There is a lot more, there are a lot more programs for Holocaust remembrance now than there were before the film came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Way, and way you more. think about, you just talked about the money. And, yeah. And, and, and the money literally goes directly yeah. into that. Um, so there are survivors who said until that movie came out, they didn't feel like they could openly share their story because they didn't know how people would digest it. Like, do I sound like I'm just saying pity poor me? Do I sound like I'm making things sound worse than they were? Will you even believe what I well, say? I mean, and after the movie came out, people were going to survivors going, I, tell us. Yeah, I mm-hmm. never really thought about that. But the people who went through that. How do specifically? How do you even? Yeah. But, and, and and they're also not the type of people who are going to be, oh, I want to tell this awful Start, they're just not going to offer that anyways. Right. Right. Yeah, more times than not. Yeah, and, yeah. But it's a therapeutic thing to do to be able oh, to yeah. talk through yeah, those things. Right. And this gave them an opportunity a to venue. do that. Right. There are several different accounts of survivor, Holocaust survivors and even Schindler list survivors saying that very thing, saying before I didn't feel like I had the context to share. And now people want to hear mm-hmm. and that. How much? How important uh, that that's is. fantastic. Uh, I didn't know mm-hmm. that, and that's I love hearing that. That's amazing. I know it came out when we were just at that young age where we wouldn't be aware socially of what people's concept of the Holocaust really was. We knew about it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but 
we didn't know if our parents knew about it that yeah. well. Right. Like, you know, okay, you know, it was right before dad was born. So, you know, as he was coming up, did he have Holocaust, you know, cardboard back books? No. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't have any, really right. any more angle on it than we did, unless you had like a parent or family member who had seen it mm -hmm. and told you their account. You know, they didn't have any context of yeah. that. So until the movie comes out that really depicts it in a way that is digestible mm -hmm. and understandable, right. I mean, we were probably getting it at the same time yeah. our, our folks like, were. Yeah. I've always had a clinical understanding of Holocaust. You yeah, know, sure. I was like, just going to say the same thing. This visceral gut punch of seeing like, mm -hmm. oh, shit, this stuff actually happened. This is like, it makes it completely different. And I think that yeah. that's the culture impact right there. It puts it into context of what actually happened. Seriously, I remember I remember in high school studying the Holocaust and just reading it in a textbook, you know, over a chapter, you know, that, that doesn't give, that no. doesn't. Yeah, really. It's just like, OK, this happened. Oh, wow. Six million people. Die. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Well, that's always the problem <laughs> with, with something like is this. a number that means nothing. Yeah, they the <laughs> number the, the numbers are so astronomical. Yeah. Nobody can put that into any kind you of context. Yeah, they become you abstract. can't even yeah. visualize it. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, also. I mean, there's a whole thing. It says at the end of the film that Schindler was made like, what is it? Uh, whatever Gentile, like a, a super Gentile, uh, whatever. <laughs> He's made like uh, a Israel. righteous person or something. Righteous Gentile. Righteous person. Came planted a tree in the row yes. of uh, righteous Gentile trees or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And it grows there today. Like, that's pretty big damn deal. Yeah. Also, it did not happen in 1958. Oh, really? It happened in 1993. The year the movie came out. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. They didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> and, and I don't when know they why said the they tree said still that. grows there. They <laughs> well, yeah, no, it duh. literally just got planted. <laughs> it's not dead yet. <laughs> and I don't know why they said that. And I, I tried to do a little research. I ran out of time mm -hmm. to find out if that was just an oopsie or if someone said, no, it's better cinema if we say it happened while he was still alive. Mm. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> I, mean, I hope I, it was an oopsie. They didn't say yeah. that. I mean, they implied it, but they said. You know, they planted a tree for him. I was gonna say, I have to go back and see. Exactly well, let's say he, what was that, yeah, that like he was invited to plant a tree. He was alive. Oh, okay, because uh, he died in seventy one, seventy four, but seventy four. I was thought it said seventy four. It might be. I don't remember. Well, we're still talking about ninety three. There were a so. bunch of rocks blocking the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I guess maybe Schindler's list edges out Star Wars, maybe or almost like yeah. a yeah. I guess. You want you want to do the uh, oh, you do the personal the overall um, yeah. ones yeah. now so the round robin yeah round robin so let's Mike better than Star Wars um yes <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it ain't even close <laughs> oh no we've crossed over <laughs> yeah. so you got you got no Mike we're not talking about yeah. all the Star Wars just talking about New Hope <laughs> the Star Wars <laughs> the Star Wars yeah the best one okay. right um, I thought you were yeah, I thought you were factoring in Last Jedi and some other ones in there <laughs> making sure yeah, Rise of Skywalker no 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 just the best, it up just the best of the best Star Wars okay. um, no I, I honestly the the end scene you know where the war is ended he gathers everybody together has a speech says okay this is what's gonna happen. And you guys are going to go home and you guys, hey, you're going to shoot us? Nope. Okay, go home. Yeah. You know, and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. You, got, you could, you could uh, follow your orders and eradicate all of us or and go home murderers or, or be on the run as murderers or you could just go home as men. Go home. Yeah, go to your families. Yeah. Go home. And and just. My understanding is that actually happened. <laughs> because it was Stern who said that he was uh, playing poker 
playing mental poker with, with the, them. Uh, yeah. Um, but that's that scene where he goes from he's he's still he's still Schindler in, mm-hmm. in that moment. Yes. He's all still way, he has. To, a, yeah. And then and he, I'm going to be here till five after midnight, and all that stuff. And then, you know, fast forwards and and, you know, they hand him the letter, you know, with everybody saying, hey, he's a good guy in case he gets captured. And yeah. and, you know, they give him the ring that they forged from their own teeth. <laughs> <laughs> the shot of that yeah. guy, they're holding him up and he's got his they're hand getting him nice his and drunk. And he's. <laughs> But he's yeah, and he's grinning because he's so proud. Oh my gosh, he just had his teeth um, ripped out for Oscar. But that scene where he just um, melts mm-hmm. and you know everything's geez, looking at the pins. This. He is made of gold. Two more people, two, two more, more lives, people. two poor people. I could have saved. Um, yeah, I know. Breaking. That's, that's this. This that's the part. You I had yeah. a a visceral reaction. And I've never, oh, let's just say it. I cried like a baby. Your eyes are pink now. My <laughs> eyes were pink earlier. Yeah. I cried like a baby during that scene. Yeah. Thank God my wife wasn't there. Dude, so Qui-Gon Jinn was on his knees crying. <laughs> no one thinks less of you for this. <laughs> no, seriously, I've, a, a, a movie has never affected me that way ever. It's a, No it's, movie. Yeah. I mean, even the ones I really like that affect me, like, you know, Wonderful Life and stuff yeah. like that, you know, that, oh, you tear up. Oh, that's wonderful. No, you're, you're suddenly realizing that this man who's done this amazing thing is panicking panicking that he has not done enough he, he is like literally facing a crisis emotionally you just even though he's about to be as he said hunted yeah as right. a nazi as a right. prominent nazi his he's literally panicking as if he could make a change right then right he's not worried about himself yeah. really in that moment he's worried about what he could have done yeah because he's, he's realizing just, how much he didn't do i just love the the basically the facade that came down i mean he yeah. held that facade of the confident businessman mm-hmm. all the way to the end all the way to end scene where he gets in the car and you're like oh my god oh my gentle jesus what mm-hmm. just happened mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes um like i said it's not for me it's not even close and okay. yeah, this can. movie probably my favorite movie of all time wow <laughs> damn mike I'm just first took the time dealing. machine back to 93 hey, out of the red carpet hey i'm i'm still running a high on emotions maybe that changes later yeah. but yeah that was pretty right. awesome uh i, I Corey, couldn't believe it what do you think better than a new hope yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah <laughs> i i'm a man of few words you guys uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's the funniest thing that I've ever heard on this podcast. Uh, that is pretty funny. It's, it really surprised me how long it took you guys to start laughing. Said, well, I was waiting I, for you to talk some more. I, I was I, waiting for the punchline. I, I, I'm not going to say much. I mean, I mean, come on. Star Wars, great as it is, has got yep. some syrupy, cheesy dialogue. <laughs> it's you know, it's got a lot of patchwork, a lot of places where the seams show. So even if. I mean, if you're going to look at which one is closer to being the perfect attempt to deliver on what it was trying to do, it's Schindler's List. Other, I mean, I haven't seen Spielberg go back and try to like replace all the Nazi friends with walkie-talkies. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, no. Yeah. So apparently, he, you know, of, uh, of the him and him and George Lucas editing club, this is the one that got and think, by the first. Thankfully, time. we don't have a who shot first situation. Yeah, exactly. God. Now, Steven Spielberg. It, it fully admits to regretting doing that with ET. He said he admits he should I know, never I've have heard that. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Got I don't the Lucas disease. He it was he had the Lucas bug. I can go back yeah. and just change whatever I, I want. Change it. And I think he knows now that that's not the case. But uh, regardless, this film delivered. I think on everything it set out to do. No, no part of it do I ever go swing and miss. You know, it's just it's it's hitting on all cylinders from beginning to end. Uh, and 
it's just it's a superior film. Howie, in what do you think? Better than Star Wars? Or do you well, remember? Well, going through this whole thing, I typically don't care about the filmmaking per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's I, I I don't pay as much attention to that kind of a detail. I'm not a like a film buff as far as like oh these things got to be right or whatever. Uh, so typically I end up just going with my gut on how did it make me feel? How do I perceive it makes other people feel? What kind of emotional experiences? Uh, the impact it has. Uh, and this, uh, for me, this hands down is better than Star Wars. Even not seeing it a second time yet. Brash. Yeah. I already knew that going into this podcast that that was going to be the case because. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's so easy to make uh, like a historical film like this be not very good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It'd be so easy to make it cheesy. Yeah. And that's not what this is at all. And this is something that is so impactful. It gets a message across whether they're even trying to get a message across, you know, but it, it sure does. Saving private Ryan came after this. Yeah. And I feel that that movie was cheesy as hell. Yeah. Like, I feel like Spielberg totally lost whatever passion he well, put into this. There yeah. was definitely a turning point for Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> he got a certain age and just went stupid. But um, <laughs> the terminal was good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, this, in my opinion, this is probably his crowning achievement as a director. I, well, I don't know. Have you seen the teaser for West Side Story? He's not dead yet. This is this He's not is, dead yet, buddy. This is a crowning achievement for Steve Spielberg. This is his pinnacle. Yeah, I don't think he's going to. I agree. Uh, and yeah, this is. It's hard to say something that is this emotionally impactful, and and you you actually learn from it at a deeper level is not going to beat out a fun more popcorny compared to this mm-hmm. film you yeah. know it's just it's hard to compare the two like that so by far yeah. yeah i i agree with you guys like this is way i mean it's better than star wars i don't think it's close this is probably one of the well most well-constructed movies i've ever seen in my life like front mm-hmm. to back dialogue acting subject matter the way it made me feel everything yeah. was like 10 out of 10. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what else to say except <laughs> it's a damn good movie. And it's surprising. Mm-hmm. I think it's the only movie uh, in the top 15 that we were all alive when it came out. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mike was alive yeah, for one of Mike them. Mike was around when some, when some Like It Hot came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike saw it while he was on leave. <laughs> Wait. On his 30th turn. Uh, yeah. 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 So this came in at number nine in 1998, which uh, five years after it came out, which is surprising it wasn't higher. Uh, but then when they redid the list 2007, they changed the ranking. Did it go up? Went up one number. Went up one. Two. Went up two. Mike, what do you think? One dollar. I think it went more than that. I think it's in the top three. It should be in the top three. I agree with Mike. I agree. But it only went up to number eight. Wow. Oh, you nailed it. Wow. I didn't even know. I would have said one, and but you said one, and I wanted to add some flavor. What's criminal, <laughs> this is, 
a crime against humanity is singing in the rain is was rated stop, higher stop. in yeah. 2007 than Schindler's uh-huh. List. Uh-huh. No, nope. kidding me? Nope. Wow. <sighs> this is this people, is not surprising. People who claim to think Singing in the Rain is a good movie are are basically film snob a holes. You know what? They're I like can, Last Jedi defenders. It is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate Singing in the Rain for what it is. Scene Can by you? scene, I can appreciate it. No. As a film, that no. movie was not cohesive. Yeah, as a at film all. In, in a top 10, no, it was not. No. Yeah, it's I, not even a top one. You're right. That is a crime. It's a that cabaret show. That it ranks higher than Schindler's List. That's a crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Well, boys, we did it. I think that brings us definitively to a close. Yeah. If you have not seen Schindler's List, quit being like a Mike. Don't, be, don't be Mike. And 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 if you're going to drink while watching Schindler's List, get a bottle of wine. N- yeah, go slow. Because <laughs> watching this movie drunk may cause some like crazy panic dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't recommend it. He knows from experience. I was a heavy drinker when I was 13 years <laughs> yes. old. Heavy, heavy drinker. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks you for coming along uh, on an emotional roller coaster ride with us tonight. And oh wait 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 before I close it out, Garrick, what? huh? Who? What's the what's number eight? Oh, on the next? number First, eight, the original eight. is a movie I've heard of, but I don't even know what it's about. It's, we know number eight is Schindler's yeah. List, so we got to watch it. Number again. eight oh. in nineteen ninety eight was <laughs> On the Waterfront. Have you guys Ooh, ever seen it? I have no. no. I'm not I, familiar familiar with it. I have seen On the Waterfront. It has been a very very. It's got Marlon Brando. Yes, Hey-o. it do. Brando. Well, I'm kind of excited about a Brando yeah. film. Mm, On the Waterfront. Eh. Fifty four is when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Hold your horses. We have a drama from the early fifties. <laughs> oh. And the poster it looks like he's wearing makeup, so it should be good. Yeah, yeah that's crazy looking. He looks like so, Dracula. Yeah, I'm. We can wait a while. <laughs> yeah, let that one simmer. Yeah. We just did one black and white film. We got to do another one. <laughs> uh, they're pretty much all going to be black and whites from X Prize right? Fighter no, turned no. Longhornsman. Wizard of Oz is half in color. That's right. Yeah, good, good point. That was, mer- that was the first color film. That's true. What was the first talkie? Uh, jazz singer. What was the first talkie? Jazz singer. I learned right. that from singing in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I forgot they mentioned oh, that man. in there. They're, the whole okay, scene so they're I talking. learned one thing from right. that movie. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, Gone with the Wind is also in color. Oh, God. I'm sorry, guys. Of course, Gone with the Wind is on this list. Of Why course, did it you is. know that? Uh, How did you not know It's that? an obvious thing that would have to a be terrible because movie. of oh, society. You can't make me watch Vivian Lee do what she does. You're she, gonna. Oh. You gotta wait. Don't think about it till you get there. That's the way. I can. <laughs> All right. For that one, I'm getting double, triple drunk before <laughs> us. And while well, we talk about wise. it. That's your damn skippy. Can we like that episode can be like seriously like three minutes long? It stinks. Burning of Atlanta. They burn the whole set. Yay. We just just do the end. uh, Is it better than Star Wars? Nope. Nope. Done. In the me. Yeah. You can just. Okay. You know what? Fair. I have not watched it since I was like 16. It was like my second time. I was hoping there would not be a third. Thanks, Garrick. You're welcome. Uh, Ooh, all right, so that's 
It's ways off. It's so ways anyway, off. Schindler's List officially better than Star Wars, so we're going to be starting a new Schindler's List fan cast. Mm-hmm. Tune in each week for all the laughs and <laughs> frivolity. <laughs> frivolity. Yeah. On all the frivolity, up to, excuse me. up-to-date news on Schindler's List. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no. New and Holocaust news. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. That just happened. I feel like we. I feel. I feel like we kept quit messing with that word. I think we <laughs> kept a surprising amount of restraint for us. I agree. <laughs> we didn't drink. Yeah. Much. Yeah. <laughs> much. Not much. <sighs> so, but that's about to change. That's In the meantime, change. won't you run out and wherever you get the podcast, give us a nice little review. Join us on Discord for the crime. Say it loud. Betterkind.com. Click on the Discord link. Join our Discord server. Where we're, it's an always on place for uh, for us and fans of the show and followers and friends yep. to uh, talk up all the crap that's going on lately. Anywhere, and, anything. And, and Corey's promised that we're going to have a movie night some night. Yeah, we do just, need to do a movie night again. Very, what did we talk soon. about? We were going to do something. I forgot. Damn it. Yep. We'll have to bring it Schindler's List. Well, some, it was. It was Schindler's <laughs> List. All right. We're all going to get on and yuck it up. Oh, man. I think it was something that Howie hadn't seen. Oh, it was a bat. The Justice League was one of the ones we were Pass. kicking around. <laughs> no, I'm out. No, I'm okay that was with- never been kicked around for me. <laughs> Batman versus Superman. I'm yeah. out. Batson soup. I suggested yeah. it, but I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Well, you know, we've done we've done what we did. Fly to the Navigator and Black what hole. was the other one? Black hole. Right. Those were. But I enjoyed. Both of those mm-hmm. efforts, I thought that was a lot of fun Black to just sit and laugh movie. with each other yeah. on Discord. While and and basically it works. We you join the Discord server and we figure out what we're going to do. We we schedule a time and everybody gets on and we basically say where we get. All right, we're paused on like this part of the movie. So start the movie, pause right here, and then we'll do a countdown so that we're all watching the movie together. It's what it's what people did before Netflix and these other companies did like group watching which is still a thing that i've never tried mm-hmm. which i believe even discord has that or i believe that's an actual thing but we don't want to even wow. take the uh because the movies we watch yeah, we, it's too much initiative. we're old people yeah yeah so anyway we'll figure out the perfect movie to watch as a gang together because that's i don't know that's always just fun yeah it's always oh, just yeah. fun so uh go out rate the podcast right hooray in the meantime i'm Corey. over there's mike nighty night over there's howie morning morning over there afternoon Gary. everybody we are jelly. Garrick, you did it wrong. What was I supposed to do? Oh, I can't. Afternoon, afternoon, noon, noon. Noon, noon. Yeah. Nailed it.